do you like do you like Shrey's audio? Shrey, can you talk again? Fire thousand hello patriots. You sound good. Wow, that's gonna be an awesome. That's gonna be an awesome intro drop. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of. Podcast. It's week six of the football season. It's your boy, Grant Whittington, the host of Grant's Good Guys Got Game, added the extra good. Not sure if anyone noticed, but that was probably the most important <laughs> action that happened this week. And I am the co-host of Pipeline Fantasy Pod, joined as always by our beloved commish, Jake Gaines. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. And today we have a very special guest, the owner of Scotty Killers, Killers, Scotty, Scotty Killers, 4K Wheels, Wheels, Scotty Killers. Hopes and dreams. Shrey. Welcome to the pod, Shrey. Thank you so much for having me, gentlemen. Glad to be here. How's it, how's it feel? I'm ex- excited, a little nervous. Wait, uh, a little nervous. You just almost wow. said ecstatic. You couldn't choose between ecstatic and excited. So Yeah, well, it was just a little bit of an A, a little bit of B, you know. <laughs> you got there. You got there. Just don't let the nerves show. You can't, you can't show weakness. Yeah, we're well, extremely happy. Podcast. I will also say, not to rattle you right off the bat, but you look kind of ridiculous right now. <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy also wearing head, uh, the. It's it's kind of like how how it's situated on your on your left ear. <laughs> <laughs> What's ridiculous is these guys won't be able to hear this before, but I was getting like messing around with the setup of this the entire time. Like, hey, let's move the mic up. Let's move the headphones down. And now, now that I look at the the actual video, it looks really stupid. I think we I think we caught the money spot. Meanwhile, you also can't see Gaines looks like he's a NASCAR pit guy. He's <laughs> like, rotated so many wheels today. And <laughs> these headphones operate as like earmuffs as well. It's really loud up down there. No, the pit. They're legitimately what would you say six inches of thickness around each ear? I guess there's an easy uh, way to measure your that, scale right? Is, yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a different way, Gaines looks like the uh, ultimate pro gamer. Like he looks like That's, he's a, a League of Legends kind of guy. Got six million on, on esports going right now. Yeah, he's what, what's his name? Ninja. Yeah, yeah. Twitch, Ninja Jake. All those guys. Yeah. Sponsored by who? Oh, spo- I've got a sponsor this week, boys. Yeah, I've got a sponsor. Yeah. And Wait, did one, you actually? Did you pull one in? I've is got a good, sponsor. We've uh, <laughs> this this episode of the pod is brought to you by Spotify. Because Spotify is quite possibly the best application slash software slash service. I don't, it does everything. It's the best thing I've ever had. It's the last thing that I'd stop paying for every month. Uh, and they put us there. They, they put the pod on there where they, they host us. So yeah, we forgot to mention that we, we cracked top 10,000 pod this week. Pretty, Uh-oh. pretty uh-huh. sure. <laughs> It was that Singapore 10, listener 000, that no, really 10, put us on top. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're we're the ten thousandth sports slash lifestyle pod in Virginia, based in part based partially in Virginia and partially in Georgia, and partially in the District of Columbia. Yeah, watch out, you are, Bill sure? Simmons. That's I was where t- we're yeah. coming for you. I was at a I was at somewhat of a dinner party tonight. It was at open air. Relax, guys. And um, as we were leaving, we had to leave because of 
the airing of this pod and Milana was like, yeah, we have to leave. Grant's hosting a podcast. And everyone at the table was like, oh my gosh, Grant's hosting a podcast. How many <laughs> listeners does he get money? And I'm like, yeah, it's a big fucking deal. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That's well, a good sponsor. Have, Spotify. Also, sponsor. I, I was wondering, we, we could say anything. Like, do they audit? Cause it, it, it goes up within it doesn't like matter. half hour. We're promoting Spotify does nothing for Spotify, but no, I mean, I mean, like anyone, (laughs) you don't need a license to post a podcast. Like the first time we posted this, this podcast, it just went up. It was like crazy, which is kind of, they're not auditing what we say. Like, what if we were saying some horrible, horrible things? I'm sure they have some sort of algorithms to catch. Probably not. I can't imagine that the, I can't imagine that the uh, amount of listeners, I don't think the amount of listeners is material. That's fair. I don't quality, know that. not quantity, Jake. Come on. It is. We have some Sorry. quality listeners. I, I love the ears that we have on this pod, especially Chris Johns's ears. He has phenomenal ears. Yeah. Can't wait for Chris to hear his power ranking status. Yeah. Can't wait <laughs> He'll to... be, his ears will be way perked up for that one. Yeah, I know. I can't wait to <laughs> lick his ears, put a peanut butter on him, and just get his ears in my mouth. All right. <laughs> good thing. Good thing. Grant is the uh, editor. She's gonna make sure he cuts that one out. Oh, that one's staying for sure. <laughs> I loved that. Um. So this week we. So normally format of the pod actually gains. You're you're pretty good at this at this point. Talking about why we're here. Oh, you know really giving me all the best parts. Mm, the meat. Uh, so we are uh, the pipeline fantasy football league. That's that's who we're here for. We're here for all all the listeners, but particularly our most loyal listeners, which are the people who we're talking about. So uh, there's 12 of us, including <laughs> myself and Grant and Trey. So we just, we've got a quarter of the, pa- of, the, of the league on air right now. So that's mm. quick math for you. Live. Uh, and it's a, so it's a 12-team league. We, it's a dynasty league. Uh, we have a super flex, uh, three taxi squad members, and 21 active roster spots. 0.5 PPR for those keeping track. Uh, and we, uh, I know we've talked about this in the past, but we, we utilize the hockey, hockey points. points, hockey points. Gaines knows a thing or two about the hockey points. Cause he's the seen a thing points. or two about the hockey. <laughs> the hockey point system is, has been an absolute delight. I highly recommend it to all of you fantasy football players out there. Uh, it's just like the NHL shoot out loss and get a point. Well, you're, you're still in first place because of the hockey point system, right? Or does Johns have a hockey point? We'll do a, we can do a, we'll do a standings recap. I don't think, I don't think our accountant has updated the, the ranking, the standings. Yeah. We so can do far, it live. On the, we can do it live though. It shouldn't be that tough later we can do right? a, yeah, after, we can. after power rankings. You want to do it? Yeah. 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 For sure. For yeah. sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Um, well, yeah. I mean, you mentioned 21 t- uh, player roster among uh, across 12 teams, which makes, the waiver wire extremely extremely thin which i mean there weren't any trade reactions this week or there are no trade reactions to be had because there were no trades made this week i don't know if we wanted to talk about rumors we kind of talked about that last week a little bit or we could jump right into waiver pickups what do you what do you guys think what about trade reactions to past trade reactions oh. what if we do what if we do go Just all the way take stock all the way back into the into the archives to react to some some trades down the line yeah, we could get real hot. Or can we just, or uh, can we just rip 
free agents. I don't know. It's up to you. Well, we which, which, to that. which trades are, are on top of your mind, Gaines? Which one would you think would produce a, a good analysis right now? True. Well, we should I only think, pick a couple if we're going to do it. Oh, I know which one I'm picking because we've got the man, the myth of the legend, Shrimp uh-huh. here right now. I think we gotta, we've got we've got him on, on the line. So mm-hmm. I think we got to hear his uh, his reaction. to. He's, he's got a couple of trades. So I think we can probably dive into a, a couple of the of the Shrey Mittal team trades. And I personally want to want to hear about uh, the Matthew Stafford trade. Oh, we're going way back. Okay. Um, yeah, that one. Well, I was actually thinking about it because I knew coming on to the, coming on to the pod. Let's uh, just quick recap for the listeners out there who weren't uh, checking out the, uh, the transaction wire last year. Uh, <laughs> 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 Trey, Trey, <laughs> was uh, kind of in need for a quarterback. So he reached out to uh, Jake Kinser, who was the last place team last year, um, kind of middle of the season. And uh, he acquired Matthew Stafford, Hall of Fame, future Hall of Famer, Matthew Stafford. Eh. Uh, oh, let's put some respect on that name, Grant. Come on. And he oh, traded sorry, that was away. Actually the, that was the door creaking. That was. <laughs> <laughs> and. And he traded away his first round trade trader with away his first round pick and Terry McLaurin. Uh, for the listeners out there, that first round pick turned into Clyde Edwards Alaire, oh, 167 E-Lair. rush Clyde Edwards Elair, 167 oh. rush yards this week. So now that we have a name to the to the face there, what uh what do you think what do we think about that trade Trey? How do you feel about it in hindsight? I know I, I can tell you exactly what Shrey is about to say. Shrey is about to say that he had a deal worked out and the market got ruined because of your trade gains, Andy Dalton, for a first round pick. I, Shrey, uh, it's, it's like the words just, just stolen out of my mouth. Grant is entirely right. And I'm glad that Jake is on this call that I can talk about it. Um, yeah. So every trade has to be kind of assessed by what the circumstances were at the time. Right. And, and my team currently constructed and last year is really old. And so I knew I was in a, uh, a win now mode. Uh, I, I was last year. I am this year, probably going to stay this way next year as well. Ooh, um, I love that. But the, the big issue at the time was, yeah, I mean, my, my quarterback situation was light. I think uh, coming into the draft, I had gotten bid up for all uh, one Derek Carr, Oh. By the other person on this podcast, Grant Whittington. So that was a funny. Spent, that was a funny bid. I, I like 17, that one. Yeah, that was 100 percent you. And I spent 17 dollars on Derek Carr, which was like pretty much the same price that Kyler Murray went for. So just to compare and contrast, Ooh. Kyler Murray went for like 21 or so. I think Josh um, Allen was in that ballpark yeah, though. Yeah, Josh, Josh Allen, Allen and Kirk Cousins were both 15 to 20. Yeah, it was it was steep, right? And so the the point being is that yeah, I had a a Stafford trade lined up with Kinser, which was just going to require my first loan, and um, even then it's still a really steep price. But a 31 year old Hall of Fame quarterback, as we've mentioned, is super valuable to have. And and up well, until it's a, super, it's a super flex league, so yeah, the the quarterback values are pretty high. Absolutely right. And so up until last year. Uh, He'd never missed a game. I just wanted it, right? And I was ready to pull the trigger. And as mentioned prior, I think a day, maybe less than a day before, um, 
the trade and multiple trades that do not get called out enough are made by one Steve McCullough <laughs> because he might be, and I hate to put him on blast, but I know you'd mentioned that there. You know, uh, 11, he's not listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there are 12 listeners. Yeah, probably not. Um, Steve is, does not get called out enough for being the worst trader in our league. And I am not, I'm, I'm coming from a, a weak standpoint here because my trades historically have not looked great in hindsight, but that trade that Jake made where we saw Red Rifle go away for a first-round pick, and we saw Red Rifle last night. It was not pretty. We it lost is, his job shortly thereafter also. To, he lost uh, his job uh, shortly to after. Who, who was it also? Who was the quarterback that took his spot? Some no, there Jeff, were, there were, Rippin, they, Driscoll, no, It was, it was uh, Ryan Finley and <laughs> – Ryan Finley. The yeah. team was in – the team was just like Shrey's context, contextual team. The Bengals were in a position where they kind no, of needed to no. think about No, no. Context them. only exists in fantasy football. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. So, to make a, a long story long here, uh, I got bit up because that trade happened and – Kinser was just like, there's no way I'm going to do this now for a first. Uh, so I had to throw in uh, Scary Terry from the Washington, formerly known Redskins. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it sucked, but uh, I'm still happy with the quarterback situation that I have. Um, I know it's coming into the season. I had four viable starting quarterbacks. Yeah, you found yourself in a surplus and then you were able to. And then I, then I made. One. If we're going to go for for trade history and here, I'm going to bury myself instead of having someone else bury me is the worst trade I have made in fantasy football is Derek Carr straight up for Marvin Jones Jr., who for some reason, as soon as I traded for him, instantly decided I'm going to become washed now. And now he's a 30 year old wide receiver on a some supposedly prolific Detroit Lions offense that is getting three targets a game, catching two catches for eight yards. And for some godforsaken reason, I still start him every single week. You, it's, the, it's the upside stack. It's the Stafford it's the, Marvin it, Jones upside it stack. It is 100% the stack. You are so right. Because like you know you know the second that you sit Marvin Jones, he's yep. scoring four touchdowns. He's popping 100%, off. 100%. And, yeah, it's 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 too enticing. Like, the, dude, think about the Stafford and Ben Roethlisberger, Deontay Johnson stack. Like, oh, my God, I'd hit a lottery ticket. I'd be better than Svek on best weeks. But that week has never happened, so – better than spec on the stack (laughs) yeah very very upsetting to not only you know give up the first round pick which turned out to be a high first round pick Mm -hmm. um but also to give up scary terry and especially given that you are a redskins fan if those still exist i'm like a (laughs) as yeah washington fan very upset with the the path of our franchise but um yeah just giving up young amazing wide receiving talent on your team is difficult but. absolutely absolutely now i will uh give myself some credit and check humility to the door for the second i do a decent job of finding pretty young good wide receivers and at least i have so far deontay johnson i got pretty dang lucky on although <laughs> he's kind of screwed me really hard this season um but terry mclaurin dj chark deontay johnson obj i had a ton of wide receiver surplus as well so yeah, I mean, all things considered, you look at each trade in a vacuum, like you can more or less dissect it one way or the other. The Devontae Parker for Devontae Freeman one was mainly done actually for this week matchup, which I know we'll dive into later, but it was mainly done so I could have a, a running back backup because at the time it was Kamara, who I knew was on by this week, and Melvin Gordon, who I didn't know was going to get a DUI. So <laughs> that was I had that to was see tough. that coming, Shay. Yeah, and I also should have seen the fact that I made the trade at the time when I was one and two. Uh, I did not see myself going one and five, or for hockey points terms, having only four points. 
Oh, you have four points. I believe so. Yeah. So you have two hockey point weeks. Two wow. Hockey that's that's good yeah, that's not strength. bad. Then. So you're still, you're still, I mean. That's, that's the hockey points raises you in the power rankings because it means that you score points. Yeah, well, if you look at except for this week, if you you, look past this week, if you look at fantasy points for up until last week, I was outpacing the team that is four and one with eight fantasy points and Grant's good guys got game. Wow. And also having having um, Matt Stafford on your roster means that you didn't start who this week? MVP candidate Ryan Tannehill. Yes. Yeah. Slinging it. Yeah. Although I'd be more willing to bench Big Ben. and in that case, uh, Jake and I were having some uh, offline trade discussions. Oh, but, I love a little herd on the street, herd on the pod. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anyways, Bro, I don't want to steal. A, you're gonna need a refill soon, brother. Bro, I chugged this. This is. I'm gonna be buzzing. I'm <laughs> black nervous. Huh? <laughs> it's the nerves. Yeah. <laughs> Trey's got a bottle of wine. He's just slugging it. Very classy. Do we want to recap the waiver waiver wire action quickly before diving into the matchups? Absolutely. I think this is crucial to the week, especially the first three guys we got listed here. <laughs> crucial for the week because the two of the three are the guys that Grant <laughs> picked up. Because <laughs> they're now Grant's good guys got game. They're down in the 5G. Um, coverage everywhere. Anyways, uh, the first one on our list is is the big kahuna, the, the catch of the week, except, you know, a big doo-doo this week. And that's Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton went for $100, which ties him for the most ever spent on a free agent. And he was bidded on by how many people? Bid on? A lot, a lot of, people. of people. How at many least, people put, a, put 100 on him, though? Three. The three that has to be a record. That had 100. Uh, it, was 100. Fe- it was Feck, Jason, notably Feck, because he was Mr. Angry Pants. And then who was the, who was the third? I did. Jacob. Yaka. Yeah. And to be fair, three people put a hundred, but then right behind him, I put ninety six. Right? Yeah, so, true, true, true. Did um, you have a hundred to put, Trey? Uh, no. Okay, <laughs> that's why. So you, so you spent your budget. Yeah, I mean, I put ninety six. Enemy of the pod will put ninety six. Wow. Um, now it's interesting. I mean, Jason has no prospects for the season, or at least he's openly said that he doesn't want to compete this year. Um, lost a big tanking matchup against Straff. And immediately when acquiring Andy Dalton announced that he was on the wire. So, I mean, he's got to be upset with his week one performance, but also what does Jason do with him? He holds on to him. I think just, I mean, obviously I think Andy Dalton is worth more than a hundred fab dollars theoretically. Wow. Right. I mean, I think we're, I think we're talking theoretically here, but you've got the, uh, starting quarterback who's been who's shown you know that he's a capable starting quarterback in the league on the Dallas Cowboys offense with CD Lamb, Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper and Zeke Elliott. I think the thought is that a competent quarterback could at least produce, you know, 15 to 17 points a week and at least be a a, a depth spot. I know I was certainly interested in in just having a starting quarterback is tons of value. So, I think Jason was hoping to that maybe Andy Dalton would fetch a little bit more trade value than his hundred uh, fab dollars. Yeah, yeah that's and, fair. And to and to add on to that, I mean, you can look at 
uh, Jason's roster, not only does he is he literally littering his team with quarterbacks, but it's also stopgap quarterbacks. He knows that he's picking up a bunch of quarterbacks with the intent of turning around and trying to sell them. So immediately picking up Andy Dalton, you knew that message was coming out. Hey, I need to get this guy out to a contender. And realistically, like outside of Gaines and Johns, like he's I would if I were him, I would be dialing their phone 24 seven. And not just because he's such a good friend. Like, I know he needs to try to get these guys off pretty soon. And otherwise, you could have a Mason Rudolph 2.0, right? Where realistically, you might not see Andy Dalton after week two, uh, two or three weeks of last night's performance. Yeah. I think the difference between the, the Mason Rudolph situation and the Andy Dalton situation is that the writing's kind of been on the wall for Big Ben. Like people thought that Mason Rudolph was actually going to be the next quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think anybody believes that Andy Dalton's going to be the next quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. See, I would counter and I would actually say Andy Dalton Andy Dalton has a proven track record of 10 years of being a decent quarterback. Like he could be the next Tyrod Taylor if his lung doesn't get punctured and can play an actual season, but like next year, like, why do you think he took a $3 million contract, right? Like he's trying to play himself into a, a longer term deal this year, similar to the Teddy Bridgewater from last year. Right. And so I would imagine, yeah, like he's going to try to hold on to him because you can't sell low this week, but Andy Dalton realistically could have a couple good games this year, play himself into a contract of like five to 10 million next year and, and, you know, find his way to a starting gig. It just feels like not a very quarterback needy NFL right now. And I don't exactly. know if we've ever been at that stage, it, at least in my memory. I don't remember the NFL having so many solidified starters. Absolutely. Well, I don't know about that, though, Grant, because I don't or like know. Invest- I'm investments, looking- people not wanting to give up so soon. It was like the, the Dwayne Haskins thing. I mean, obviously, Reds, the Redskins football team needs a, a quarterback now the murmurs of the jets, you know, moving on from Darnold, but yeah, I just think, I think there are quarter. I agree with you. I think that there is an oversupply of quarterbacks. And I think the reason is because there's eight really good quarterbacks and then you've got really good quarterbacks that are old. And then you've got young guys that didn't pan out. You've got guys that are capable of it, of, you know, of being a starter somewhere, Mm -hmm. but there's not really that many guys that are the guy so there is an over i think there's a surplus of talent at the quarterback position which is why so, like Jameis winston's sitting behind drew Brees right now um but i i don't think that means i, I think that means that there's a lot of uncertainty kind of heading into next year around the quarterback situation because there could yeah, be fair. kind of a carousel going on and you also see a lot and and this might be <laughs> This isn't backed up by research or data like Will's is, but um, I think you see a lot fewer quarterback injuries that bring in backups a lot more frequently today than you did five, 10 years ago, right? So the quarterback being a starter- Literally today, no data at all. No data. Well, except- <laughs> I love complete, that. Complete gut, uh, gut check here. But like, yeah, I, I think you, the fact that if you're a starting quarterback, the only reason you're getting demoted is because- you, getting demoted because of poor performance right injuries seem to be a lot fewer for the starting quarterback I would personally think that you you ride a starting quarterback so much longer today in terms of them not getting injured that that statement is not not supported by the pod completely pulled out of my ass by the way no data whatsoever well Lindsay's fact-checking you right 
Dude, she's searching it up right now. She's definitely doing that on her laptop. Lindsay's our Tony Reale for this episode. <laughs> How many errors we got? <laughs> so many. How much well, time? Do you he, he prefaced it. He prefaced it with the eye test. So Absolutely. his eyes. Talking, speaking about eye tests, is there anyone more exciting in the league right now than Travis Fulgham? Moving on to the second waiver wire pickup of the week. $36 spent. There was $30 in the rearview mirror. Will put $30 on it. Kinser put $20 on it. So I, when I was making the bid, I was uncertain and I figured I was overshooting it, but I really wanted to get Travis Fulgham, especially looking at um, the, the lack of depth on my team that this given week. Um, so happy that I locked him up because he had a great performance. What are your thoughts on, on Travi? I honestly didn't expect to get a second of talking in here because I thought you were just going to like <laughs> jerk yourself off to Travis Fulgham the entire time. <laughs> I'm, I want to get him on the pod. I think Travis could, could join the pod. Dude, he seems so well-traveled. There's a great ESPN piece for those who haven't given it a read yet on one Travis Fulgham. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if you haven't given it a read yet, considering no one knew who, who he was seven days ago. <laughs> I wrote the article. <laughs> <laughs> great Rubik's Cube guy. <laughs> Very good at puzzles. <laughs> Is there any anyone else have any comments on, on Travis Fulgham? Uh. Yeah, the Eagles don't have a lot of receivers out there, just straight up. So Zach Ertz went down too. Zach Ertz went down. Apparently, Deshaun Watson is going to be coming back this week. Um, Deshaun. Uh, Deshaun Jackson. 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 Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't think of his last name either. Sorry. <laughs> Deshaun, Jack- Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. So I've, I actually have. Uh, I've read a lot about Travis Fulgham, honestly, and Old Dominion. Um, and all of the. All of the news that I've heard about him is very positive, but in the comment section is where you get most of the, the beef of the story. And all Eagles fans hate, hate Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. It's actually amazing to me. They like think they're totally washed and, and like they don't even want to hear their names. So they're just ready to move on. And they, they view Travis Fulgham as the savior, which is very early. Obviously he's had two good games, but um yeah, I, I don't see Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey contributing that much yeah. forward with the Eagles. I think their days are certainly numbered. I'll be honest. The fact that you just said that Eagles fans think that Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey is washed uh, seems like an understatement because I'm pretty sure every single person in America thinks that Deshaun <laughs> Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey are washed. Yeah, my, my bubby called me the other day and was like, <laughs> Deshaun Jackson! <laughs> They got the Giants this week, though. So Deshaun Jackson plays well against the the Giants. Just I said the right name that time, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he does. Ethos, man, come on, confidence. <laughs> uh, yeah, the good good pickup, Grant. I think I think Jalen Rager is obviously the real name to look out for in that Eagles wide receiver core. Spent a first round pick on him, and he's pretty yeah. talented. So. Uh, don't I wouldn't get your hopes too too high up that Travis Fulgham is the answer. Oh, too but, late. Uh, Couldn't be higher. <laughs> but uh he's looking good. That was a good buy. That was a good buy. Thanks, Jakey. Um another good buy. I'd say Irv Smith. Ten dollars on Irv Smith. That's a good that's a good get. Kind of came out of nowhere. No one was really expecting a lot of action from him, but yeah, I don't know I'm, what I just said because I <laughs> have nothing to say on this. I've got so so Will picked up Irv Smith. Will has been a uh, 
a tight end. He's been searching for that tight oh end. Oh gosh, he's, he's hoarding searching. tight ends. He is hoarding tight ends because he was he he tied his like wagon his only... to David and Joku during the draft, and that didn't really work out for him. It's like his only mission this year. He could lose every game, but if he finds the tight end, then it's a success for him. Yeah, I'm surprised and it, he's he's still scouring for the tight ends, considering Robert Tanyan just blew up the last week that he played. It he, he didn't have a good week this week. Not though. not uh, not this week, but, but Aaron uh, Rodgers prior was to the also down this week. Yeah, hard to tell. But yeah. I also think that it's kind of wild that Kinsler would give up on Irv Smith, given the fact that he doesn't have a tight end that's really solidified. He's been getting doo doo from Tyler Higby, and that's about it. Like I I don't really understand why Kinsler. Would drop a Irv, Irv Smith was a second round pick from Alabama last year. Shrey, um, <laughs> big man. Okay, for context there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one, no one recognizes it, but I had to definitely search up Irv Smith Jr. before, right before the start of the podcast, because I had <laughs> no clue who this guy was. That was a good buy, and I and I Shraff also put put money down on him. I think a lot Probable. of it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, goodbye, goodbye. Um, speaking of tight ends. God, a lot of goodbyes, not a lot of hellos. <laughs> <laughs> Slow me uh, on the Other tight end action, notable tight end action. Did a little Colts, indie swap. Colts tight end. Yeah, the indie swap. Wow, that sounds, I've owned, that, I've sounds, owned, that sounds cool. It sounds really cool. I've owned all of the Indianapolis Colts tight ends since uh, Dallas Clark. So what convinced you to to make the change from Mo? You dropped to Mo Ali Cox, and then you picked up. Trey yeah, Burton. I don't know how much of a like long term thing it was, as much of an immediate need. I saw a buy next week for the Colts, and Mo Ali Cox was out this week, which boosted great name Trey Burton's snap count, which he's already been getting the lion's share of the targets from the tight end position for the Colts. So the Colts have. Mo Ali Cox, Trey Burton, and Jack Doyle. With with Mo Ali Cox out this week and next week because of the buy, I figured it wasn't necessarily worth the long term investment for to plug a short term need. And I needed anything for my tight any production for my tight end position. I found this week to be winnable, um, and I went after it. Started yeah. Trey Burton, and it paid it paid off. I mean, Logan Thomas also hit pay dirt this week. Had what eleven point seven points, so would have been fine either way. But I'm hoping Trey Burton, because Trey Burton last year, entering last year, was a big sleeper pick. And then he just had a shit season, and he was completely forgotten about. So maybe he's still got something in the tank. I'm not holding my breath on it. I don't think he's, like, the answer to my tight end problems. But if he can contribute, you know, a week here, a week there, then I can ride him for the season. Well, I think you definitely have the right idea on trying to find the Colts tight end. Because Philip, <laughs> Philip Rivers cannot throw the ball more than ten to fifteen no. yards down the field, yeah. and so he needs a safety blanket all the time. And then you also have with uh, with Mr. Burton five to six targets every single week, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, regardless one way or the other, even if his production isn't there, which by the way, this last week his production was there, it just is going to find a way to you know even itself out. So I kind of like that long term play. Yeah. I mean, I was I was a huge believer in Mo Ali Cox, and when Trey Burton was out, uh, Mac was running a ton of routes, and then Trey Burton came back, and I still held on hope for Mac, but he just stopped running routes. Like, not only was his snap count down, he just like ran you know six routes a game, 
which is not going to net you much from the tight end position. People so. out here are getting confused uh, when you're saying Mac for Mo Alley Cox when Marlon Mac is a Indianapolis Colt as well. Yeah, that's true. I wonder what they call it. Very, very confusing. Mo. Hey, Big Mo. Big Mo. Mo's cool. Mo Cox. Mo's a cool name. He Mo also Alley. also shout out Mo <laughs> Alley Cox, Mo's, baby. Four year starter at VCU, which we've talked about. Jogging smart. Every time <laughs> we say that, we say Jogging smart. Jogging smart. <laughs> uh, Trey Burton. Grant, did you notice that they he had a rushing touchdown in that game? They well, ran he, him out of the Wildcat. Yeah, he was a so fun fact. Both of my tight ends. Well, I got really excited. <laughs> I was just forgot how to speak. Both of my tight ends were college quarterbacks. Logan Thomas, college quarterback at Virginia Tech, and actually like a bona fide starting college quarterback. Trey Burton entered UF as a starting uh, as a quarterback, and they transitioned him, saw his athleticism, put him at tight end, but. So they put him in the Wildcat at, from the one-yard line because, you know, Philip Philip Rivers from the Wildcat is a hilarious thing to picture. But, yeah, it's pretty cool. Do you you think knew he all... wasn't giving that ball up either. If you put a tight end in the backfield and give him the ball and expect him to make a read option, he's keeping the ball regardless. There's no way he's giving it up. Unless Glory, it's, unless it's the, the best football move <laughs> it's true. to make his team win. Sorry, 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 your tight end is selfish. Darren Waller would never. <laughs> By the way, uh, for our bachelorette watchers of the pod, uh, Lindsay is falling in love with a couple of these Dale. guys, and I'm st- with Dale specifically. And uh, I'm starting to get a little intimidated, <laughs> and so I'm sorry if my one eye is wandering to the screen over here, seeing what Lindsay's really uh, invested in. Yeah, my th- my third eye is blind, so. <laughs> Oh, oh wow that was money that was great well, what is it games oh. what's the uh what's the song i wish you, you would step, would back, step back from, from that ledge my friend, my friend. Oh, we, should point. we just should we, change should we change the pod to should, just, I, like, should i rip it third eye blind covers should I rip the piano? <laughs> absolutely there's <laughs> a pause we're like should should we here we go can you hear that oh of course very we can. well no one can see this right now but we are all undressing at the same time listening to this <laughs> uh, oh Gaines has left a pod <laughs> wow it's hot here this wow, is a better really... time than ever to I think we can just move on to oh my gosh did, did, I just, you get, did you just have like a too? bumblebee that was bizarre we can, <laughs> we can move on to our hasty re- reactions, which I think we should just delete the word hasty <laughs> at this point. We're just, who are we kidding? <laughs> we can move on to our long drawn out reactions. Um, oh, I thought up, hasty, I thought hasty was more of like a, a Jamichael play. Jamichael <laughs> reaction. <laughs> Let's just talk about Jamichael hasty for, He's got for burst. the next 50 minutes. He's got burst. Burst, just like stars, star bursts, pink. Let's go pink. Um, <laughs> let's move. Honestly, to she's matchups. great too. By the way, sorry. Who? Pink. Oh yeah, she's oh, great. Should we, oh, wait, should we take another break and just play a pink song? <laughs> <laughs> party. What's the what's the, her party song? My favorite is. I'm uh, coming up, so you better get this okay, party yeah. started. Oh wow, that's a. That's I was thinking one. more. It's, the, uh, it's like a cash cash one, right? With three. Pink. 
Uh, yeah, there's a cash cash one. I'm I'm a fan of Raise Your Glass. Oh, oh Raise right. Your Glass is good. Um, I'm a fan of yo, all of them, to be honest. Just quick fact check. Pink, get this party started. 2001. Sorry, Gaines. Had to, had to do it to you. God, I hate to see that. <sighs> Man. All right. It's going to be a sad, hasty reaction now. Um, first up, we have the matchup of our very own Shrey Matal versus your very own, your truly Grant Whittington. <laughs> Shrey, you get yeah. the first word, man. Yeah, this was this was a, a I want to say tough week, but this is a little bit more of the same for Scotty Killers. Um, <laughs> it's been, uh, I think, uh, for for our Bill Simmons podcast listeners, hate to plug a different podcast here, but um, sorry, he no has... plug ours back. <laughs> 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 for uh he has a saying where uh if you run a if you run a season or if you run this this player's career 20 to 100 times you know where where is this landing right so i think if you ran my season 100 times in a simulation this is bottom three worst scenarios that could have happened for my season and i mean i i think top down saquon's injury was kind of just a setup and all of it's kind of trickled down to this being the last week that I had a Hail Mary chance. If I had beaten Grant's good guys got game, I might've had a, a shot at returning back. But uh, yeah, I mean, this week it was so clear from the offset when Trey Burton scored a rushing touchdown that I was like, you know what? It's not my year. It was also just, biz- I mean, bizarre circumstances for both of our rosters in that we really had to reach deep to our benches for this one. Um, yeah. We had but buys bite us in the butt. You have Alvin Kamara out, Justin Jackson out, and then Melvin Gordon had the DUI, and then weird circumstances where he was actually out because he was just sick, which, like, I don't know if anybody believes that. Um, and then on the other end, I had uh, Keenan Allen on by, Chris Carson on by, Ty Johnson just not doing as much as I expected him to this year. Go Terps. <laughs> Uh, Levy, Le'Veon Bell, obviously resigning or signing with Kansas City, so he was out this week. So we were really short on players. So this week was just like, I'm happy that I was matched up against you because it was actually really fun to just text you, go back and forth, be like, whose second string squad can be best this week? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you said it best early on where you were like, hey, I'm going to be starting three backup running backs. Uh, yeah, but then Gaines roster. fried me. Gaines, yeah. don't say it. Don't yeah. say it live. <laughs> My whole team is a big backup running back, so <laughs> you're right. Mike Boone. Can we talk about Mike Boone? You start who, Mike Boone. Who projected him? Who, someone has to lose their job, right? 7.1? Are you, are you kidding me? It's the only reason I started him, which well, is foolish for me, obviously. But well, at least you didn't start Antonio Candy-Golden instead. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Mike promoted him from, from the taxi squad to put up his only If only you could have ripped two kickers in your flex. I tried that so many times. <laughs> I like tried to get your password and change the league settings. Uh, Young Ho Koo, Young Hui Koo. Wait, hate we... to see him putting up that many points. Ha, after... Yeah, I was. I wanted to ask you about that. Do you feel? Because I, I, I don't want to drop Matt Prater either. I think I'm just going to be a two kicker team from now on. I think you should 100% drop Matt Prater for the teams that are being starved of decent kickers on their team. Because yes. Young Ho Koo is legit when it comes to that Falcons offense, which Svek will be the first one to tell you is incredible. And Matt Prater kicking in a dome and also having an insane leg 
is probably a, a great number two. I'm in a very good kicker spot. It's my which is which, which is really what you want in your fantasy team, right? Like yeah. running backs, quarterbacks, all overrated. You well, last year I tried kicker. to trade a, a first round pick for uh, Zerline, but John's, Johnson didn't want to let him go. Or RJ, I don't, whatever. <laughs> it was a lie. Whatever I was saying was fake. It's Mark but he was Twain, a real bright like, spot. If you don't lie, then... Uh, he accounted for a pretty decent amount of your points this week. He was my second highest score. Well, Cam actually ended up... Okay. Well, up until yeah. late Monday night, Young Hoku was the highest scorer and would have been the highest scorer on my team had he played for me instead. Uh, luckily, Travis Kelsey came in and did what Travis Kelsey does. But yeah, so we tough, tough somebody match. talked, and I think it was Jason when he was on our team when he was uh, on the pod. Uh, I think he said something about Marquez Valdez Scanling always ready to have a good game and then yeah. never has a good game. It was such a good point. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Wh- what? I'll be honest, like even him over Gronk, like is yeah. that seems like I feel like. With no OJ Howard, like Gronk would have been at least like you could, you probably wouldn't have expected 16 points out of him, but I bet you could have forecasted a little bit more. Well, you're going under the assumption that I wanted the, the highest expected value. Okay. Uh, what actually ends up happening is Gronk, if he has a phenomenal game like he did last week, will give you those 14 points or so. Marquez Valdez Scantling will be the biggest tease for two seasons, but we'll have that one game where he'll put up like 35 because he's a deep threat. And yeah, we're all waiting for that like breakout game. Um, And you also need to understand you're talking to the person who has started Scotty Miller, who's put up 0.0 Deontay Johnson, who's put up 0.3. It's pretty clear that while my wide receiver scouting skills might be high, my starting ability isn't exactly comparable. Do you have any guys that you are licking your lips over that you've scouted at the any position really that you're excited for? Their wide future? receivers only. I don't trust your running back scouting with Devonta Freeman. Well, you say, yeah. So that one's uh, been tarnished. well. He's getting a lot of touches though. No, he is I mean, good. He, he's a, he has a good outlook for the rest of the season. But he got doubled up by JD McKissick. JD McKissick, don't sleep on JD. points wise. I test. I test. JD McKissick's got burst. He's got the juice. I think he looks better than Antonio Gibson on most plays. I agree. Wow. He does. He's no, just... sorry. I don't, I don't watch that many R word games. I... Oh yeah. Well, if you so... did, you would know that Antonio Gibson is the classic scat back that you would just not want on your team. <laughs> <laughs> just really. I mean, you're saying it as a joke to get John's route up, which first of all, he's not going to listen to this segment. But second of all, you're, you're right. Like, he's he's definitely a change of pace back, which so is McKissick. We don't have that bell cow guy anymore now that AP's gone. So, I mean, you get a, McKissick as a third down back when Antonio, Gibbs, Antonio Gibson, yeah, I almost called him Gandy Golden. Oh, if only I drafted him. Hey, Grant, dude, McKissick isn't on your team, dude. He's on Trey's team. You can't say we. <laughs> oh, I mean, as a, as a, a team fan, as a FT fan. Yeah, I um, mean, from from watching way too much of the WFT, McKissick's got a lot of burst, um, and Gibson runs pretty upright, it seems like. And I, I know that sounds way too... He was a wide receiver in college, so it makes sense. Also, I can't be the only one that whenever I see WFT, I just think of WTF, right? To be honest, I was thinking of like like a network, like WBZ. <laughs> what is What is WBZ? 
<laughs> that just has a one letter <laughs> that is connected. <laughs> what is W? Is that a? I don't. You said it. <laughs> it's got to be a, a Boston podcast. Yeah, it's CBS Boston. Sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah, just going a little bit more in depth into the matchup. Um, you had Ryan Tannehill. We touched on this earlier on the bench. Put up. 28 and a half points. He's been putting up incredible numbers. You got to, are you making any moves next week starting? Like what's your quarterback situation next week? Yeah. I mean, uh, well, it's, it's going to be pretty clear. I'm, I'm missing the playoffs this year. Um, now you would Whoa, think, don't say that too soon. Well, you know, hope for the best plan for the worst type thing, but uh, I don't think I'm in a position to rebuild uh, despite what most people have reached out to me, um, which feels like such a pity reach out when they're like, Hey, you looking to trade away like Camaro, Kelsey, one of your quarterbacks, which is just like the classic sign of like, yeah, you're, you're, you're reaching the bottom of the barrel. Um, but I'm in the, I, I told Gaines this, I'm in a, a retool, not rebuild mode where yeah. I'm trying to make some, some trades on the edges, but keeps the, keep the core the same. Um, I think you'll, if all oh, goes I would well, keep Curtis Samuel, whatever you do, keep <laughs> Curtis Samuel. He's, he's well, yeah, when I when eight. I when I say core, I mean Curtis Samuel and Marquez Valdez Scantling. You got to build your team around Curtis Samuel, of course. <laughs> Which, by the way, <laughs> like you talked about pod influence, I couldn't be more hard when you were like, "Hey, I've been watching the Carolina Panthers games, and Curtis Samuel looks legit." I was just like, "I haven't seen a second well, of the Panthers." <laughs> I said he was a bad runner, but he they like him. They like him in the offense. Well, I like the Panthers all in all. Yeah, yeah Joe Joe Brady as their offensive coordinator has uh, has made some things go for them. The yeah, Tom Brady's, Joe Brady. Tom Brady's cousin. Yeah, <laughs> he is. If you search up Joe Brady's photo, he is hundred percent not Tom Brady's cousin. He is Joe a Brady. very unattractive man. Oh yeah, thirty one years old. Good for Joe Brady. You probably will be a head coach in the next couple of years. Head coach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably be a Wisconsin head coach. He'll be up in uh, Green Bay. <laughs> Guys, it's uh, it's 2020, and uh, I like to believe the podcast is more inclusive than what you're doing. When, when no, you everyone from Wisconsin thought, talks like that. When you said tw- <laughs> it's 2020, I thought you were actually you're going to say like it's 926. We have to get moving, <laughs> but you didn't. You said it's 2020. No, that's Grant's job. I think we're doing great. <laughs> This is a great matchup for sure. We've got, we've got two. So it seems like Grant's coming off a win. Uh, one thing I got to say is Grant's team continues to just be fraudulent on all accounts. Just nothing riles me yes. up more than I'll say I this. Mean, we'll this get, week, we'll get to this. This week, by and large, was, was a low scoring week. Yeah. As as someone who will get to it, put up a lot, a lot of points and came away with nothing seeing my, the two guys on my tail put up 112 and 97 and get two points just hurts my chest. And then, and then you add on to the facts that forecasting to next week, uh, Grant draws Ben Speck without the Ravens, his whole half of his team. It hurts a little bit. It, it definitely, uh, definitely grinds my gears, but yeah, it was a good week to have a few guys ailing on my team. A few Thanks. guys on by. Thanks for that. It was. Um, yeah, and if I remember correctly, Grant seemed to have drawn a, a good card last year as well when he was able to get to the top with relatively fewer points scored. Yeah, I didn't have as many points scored, and I had a decent record. So, yeah, I guess you're, you're right in that aspect. I was ruined by the, um, the divisions, though. That was tough because I would have had a first-round bye. 
and I didn't, or something happened. <laughs> um, right. yeah. Ho- hopefully, hockey points will make it all better. That's the goal. That is yeah. the goal for sure. Let's move to the second matchup, unless there's anything outstanding with that one. <laughs> no, no open items. <laughs> <laughs> no, no open items. We can move on. Uh, between I root for injuries and homoerotic acid trip. So also notable, there were three games going into Monday night. Monday night had two matchups, you'll recall, because of the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City game being moved to Monday. There were three matchups that came down to Monday night. It was this matchup, I root for injuries versus homoerotic acid trip, um, enemy of the pod versus Tiger Kings, and team spec versus the Yard Goats. So up first, we have I root for injuries and homoerotic acid trip. And this was the toilet bowl game of the week. This was the race for the lowest amount of points. And they did not disappoint. No, it was super, actually really exciting to watch. They literally, they couldn't have asked for any better performances out of their guys. Uh, (laughs) By having terrible performances. Cole Hardman dropped a zero Mm. goose egg burger on Shraft this week. Uh, Very lucky. Actually, to the benefit of my guy who I picked up last minute, Demarcus Robinson, who may have carved out a little bit of a role for him. Nope, nope. Right, Grant, we've, Grant, we've talked too much. We've talked too I much am, about Demarcus Robinson already. This. I, I, he is the classic don't fall into the trap of one to two great games because he's on the Kansas City Chiefs, and if you're on the Chiefs, you'll have a couple great games. Damn. He is the classic will burn you if you start starting him. Thank, honestly, Shrey, thank you. I trust your wide receiver scouting abilities. He's 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 off the he's he off does. Grant's good guys got game. Find he him does, on the waiver wire tomorrow. Building that credibility. <laughs> sure he's gonna pick him up and start him immediately. <laughs> so so Jason's team put up did not break the seventy five mark. He had Alexander Madison who drew the start with Dalvin Cook out, only put up three and a half points against the Falcons defense. Not a good defense. So that wasn't a good look. Demir Bird didn't look. It was the whole Patriots offense didn't look good. Uh, Philip Lindsay, Dan Bailey, even down to his kicker, got oh, one point. Yeah, he crushed great. The Honestly, game. great out. That's a, that's amazing scouting because yeah. it's it's weird picking a kicker to both do well and do bad. It's kind of because like you Jason just, Myers. Besides any, Jason Myers, any we given know Jason week, Myers is oh yeah, he's due for a dud every day. <laughs> Can I can I get some clarity on this one? Because I have uh, never been in the position, but maybe soon. When it comes to tanking, how do, like are you just not able to start crap? Like you, clearly, they have to start their yes. somewhat best players, right? It has to be intuitive so, or like defensible. There, so I what? assume defensible. you're going to say this. There, there, there was some controversy this week with a certain uh, inactive member, one Leonard Fournette, drawing the start against. Jason Dobkin this week and sorry <laughs> I, was scro- I was scrolling on Instagram an ad came wow. out wow wow god I'm so <laughs> I knew I where this was going reason. I knew where it was but going I'm just, yeah so to answer your question you're supposed to start somebody every week I think what happened here well I know what actually happened and I also know I, I, I can I can forecast what Trapp was thinking but uh, there was a report that Leonard Fournette was going to play, um, or he was going to be active, and he played in the four o'clock games, and all of yeah, and all of Traps running backs were already locked by the time they announced that he 
actually surprisingly was not going to play. Draft so a team extremely thin at running back to begin with. His next best, he probably would have started Duke Johnson who put up 1.6 points. So I don't know how big of a difference it would. He also won his matchup. I th- he somehow. would have started Royce Freeman, I think, who put up 3.5, which I mean, whatever. But, but the, at the end of the day, you do have to start someone who is playing, but then not only that, you also have to start, the obvious choice pretty much the, yeah okay right like yeah, i'm not gonna yeah. my yes. measurement is you have to be able to defend it like you have to say actually and I not with uh the gut it was i had a gut i had a gut pink yeah gut it's like opinion i'm not that, starting Dion lewis over alvin camaro right like that no, was, you have to going. start your it's also an honor thing it's like we're, not, all, yeah. we're all friends I mean, principles it's always principles over rules you just put out put out your best lineup but put out the lineup and he's playing against a guy who's openly tanking also who had a questionable decision not decision. It was another situation where he he forgot to start a kicker or didn't have yeah, uh, enough time week. enough time to pick up a kicker last minute, and he also won that week. Yeah. So uh, what we're learning here is that yeah, you don't get rewarded if you're I, being a douche. I do remember that week, Grant. Thank you, but thanks for reminding me the the hundred sixty. <laughs> you, you lose to tanking. That, that you, Jason, you lost to the Jason tank. <laughs> yeah, the the nine players lineup of Jason Dobkin without a kicker. Blowing me out of the water. I do remember that. Thank you, though. It's all right. Young, young Way Koo put up enough points for <laughs> for two kicker. <laughs> I will say that uh, I think that the starting Leonard Fournette thing was kind of sneaky by Shraff because it's kind of like a when you take candy out of a jar, you only want to take one because you don't want people to realize that you, you're taking the candy. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You got? Do you kind of get that that metaphor? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'll let Grant Tra- run with like, this one. Shraff, uh, no. <laughs> I think I think Shraff, so even though Leonard Fournette was gonna was gonna be active, like last week, he didn't get any snaps. They were basically like he's gonna be active, he's not gonna play. I think Shraff might have been trying to like trick everybody into thinking, oh he he was he, they said he was active, even though the report that said he was gonna be active also said he's not gonna play. <laughs> uh, so so I kind of think I kind of think that he was uh like, like you know, play, would have just like played it a little close to the vest, and then the fact that he got was got the inactive label kind of exposed him. Yeah, and I mean, we're on to Shraff. Now Shraff we're on to Shraff. Not, yeah. yeah, we got yeah, all eyes on Shraff every week. Shraff, no, no foul play. His his covert move got him about five to ten minutes of the pod, like dialing in on this one start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's important. Big Lenny, what happened to Mike? Jacecki. I don't know. They they Is gave it, it to uh Shul. What's his name? Is his name Shul? Adam Shaheen. At, that's it. <laughs> yeah, Adam Shaheen had a ball game. It's weird. He was targeted twice. He's he's been up and down. He's talented though. Like he's he's super athletic. So mm-hmm. I think maybe he'll he'll click with Tua. Tua? Shout out Debo, my the guy I traded. Um Debo had a good game. Looked, looked solid. He looks like the best wide receiver on that team. He ran hard. Yeah, I just have such a hard time with the 49ers. It really feels like every week someone else pops up. I mean, I know they're, they're running back carousels, what, six deep? It's really hard to, <laughs> it to is. trust anyone. They're, they're running back carousels, six deep. They're quarterback carousels, four deep, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's a difficult team. Any man. given snap, Nick Mullins is, is out there. Yeah. <laughs> they just beat uh they beat the Rams though. They finally got it together. So maybe that maybe they're on the up and up. Yeah, I, I, I something that to note also is Julian Edelman's very fast decline 
into fantasy irrelevance. Yeah, well, he really right put after the uh, after the the, the debacle. Trade. <laughs> yeah, he still hasn't gotten his head on straight. Well, one management wants to kick you out like that. You know, I can only imagine what's going through his head. Back back to sure. tanking Schraff. I think pretty soon benching Justin Jefferson is going to be considered a tank, a tank move. Is he on his um, his taxi or is he no, active? No, he's he's active. Yeah, oh, that's a great point. I mean, I, so I was talking to Schraff yesterday, and he defended himself by saying that last week he put up a dud when he, he did, started him. He did put a dud. Four that's points. true. But yeah, I mean, a lot to like from Justin Jefferson as well as T. Higgins. So he, I mean, in terms of rebuilding, Shrey, you, you said it earlier, it's more of a retool. And we talked about this with Straff, but he's got a lot of talent at the wide receiver position. He's got three quarterbacks. He needs to unload Drew Brees, which he's desperately trying to do. And honestly, he's got to flip some of his wide receivers. There's just not enough roster spots for him. He just needs a, he needs a running back. He needs, he needs running backs bad. He needs running backs real bad. And he needs, yeah. Because well, he has Court, Cortland Sutton also on the IR. Yeah, he's got plenty of bodies out there catching passes. Well, that's the big thing, right? Like, I think someone mentioned it last week on the pod. It's the quarterback. If you have three quarterbacks, you're in a good position. But quarterbacks have longevity, right? The real number one sign to me that a team is contending is they have at least one to two quality starting running backs. And mm. and you had mentioned, I forget who did, but 24-25 is that a prime age of running back, right? So if you see anything past that, that person's team is old. Even if, you know, everything else seems great, wide receivers are a dime a dozen compared to a starting running back that yeah. you can really want. So if anyone really wants to hit me up for Alvin Kamara or Saquon Barkley, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> are you, is that a real sell? That is a hundred percent not. No, sorry. I okay. shouldn't have even done that. Melvin Gordon though, then you can hit me <laughs> Who's 28 <laughs> and a drunk. No. Yeah. Or Sir Yucky Yuck himself, Devontae Freeman. Let me know. <laughs> Yucky Yuck back on the market. Solid two games in uniform for the for the Scotty Killis. Touches, baby. That's what he gets. It's true. It's true. I wouldn't hate Devontae Freeman. Um, on Jason's side, Nick Foles, Andy Dalton. Those are the two quarterbacks he went with this week with Derek Carr um, on by. Well, what, I thought he had five. another quarterback. Oh, he had Dak. Yeah. Tough. Rip. Wow. <laughs> Case, Case Keenum. Keenum. Yeah. That could be a play. <laughs> Baker Mayfield looks bad. Yeah, after Will came on the pod last week defending him with numbers. See, this is why we go eye test, Will. Get out of here with your numbers. A little, uh, little trade rumor action. I was actually in talks with Kinser early on in the season when – uh, I was talking about potential ploys that if my season wasn't going to plan, I would flip either Stafford or Tannehill for Baker for the longer term, uh, for the longer term dynasty play. Now at the time, Baker was riding off a couple really great games and he's looked more efficient this season. Uh, but after the last like month or so, I am, I don't like everyone else, I think so down on Baker that, uh, it's going to be a really interesting thing to see how his career plays out. Yeah, completely agree. Um, I mean, I guess not even next week is guaranteed, really. It was probably more of a precautionary measure, like Gates mentioned. But you go. <laughs> yeah, a few of those those Stillers D linemen got the the disease. Well, if uh, if Case Keenum doesn't do it for him, Jalen Hurts sooner or later might start seeing the field, considering. Carson's really Ooh. been shaky. 
Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. He's been fine. He was fine yesterday. He or, was or fine yesterday, and he's tough as nails. The he analysts he was, say he was playing. So. He was playing hero ball out there. He was. It was actually a really inspiring performance from Carson at the in the fourth quarter. Loved watching that game actually, especially because oh. you know who was on my team. Falcon. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> let's move. Let's move to. Let's yeah, move to Kinsir, Kinsir and Will's matchup. Yeah, um, and let's see how how Grant can sneak in Fulgum into this one. <laughs> we have enemy of the Fulgum versus Fulgham. Tiger Fulgums. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Will Ooh. pulled off a. I guess it'd be an upset, but now Will has a better record than than yeah. Jake Kinsir. So enemy of the pod, 124 points versus Tiger Kings, 110 points. And this was another matchup that came down to Monday night, but was quickly resolved after Kyler Murray and Christian Kirk's two connections in, was it the first quarter, second quarter? Definitely the first, the first half. half. Yeah, it was before early. I went half. to bed. Yeah. Game, game was put to bed. You went to bed? Before I watched from my room as opposed to the couch. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say there's no shot you went to bed before, I mean, with CeeDee Lamb. But yeah, we'll get to that. There's been a lot of we'll get to that. We're we'll jumping to the that. gun a lot, boys. <laughs> Well, let's. So, who? Where do we want to start? Do we want to start with the overperforming team or the underperforming team? Let's start with Will. Will William Samuel Mott. Yep. I mean, WSM. Uh, Kyler Murray was nine of so 24. bad. He was nine of twenty-four, and he put up twenty-nine fantasy points. Ugh. He was that, so bad. Did you? The first half in particular, he just. He tried to, to throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins like nine times, and it was just miscommunication on one or the other. And yeah, yeah, no, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't really know what to say. He went nine for twenty four, and he had twenty nine fantasy points. I don't know how that adds up, math wise. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, the, high, highlight quintessential, plays. Quintessential running quarterback in terms of twenty twenty value, right? Like Josh Allen is so much better of a fantasy quarterback than real quarterback. To yeah. me, Kyler Murray is that on steroids. Like I've seen multiple games of him just because I think him running is one of the most electric, electric. things uh, I've seen in fantasy. He's extremely <laughs> quick. And it's just, it's, he, it's like a different, he's a different beast in terms in of fantasy. Like, <laughs> he's, had, he's had over 21 points every game. So he's number I mean, one in the league. Is, His position rank is number one. I mean, because Russell Wilson, I guess, was on by this week, but he's, he's yeah. truly, he's Wilson truly an elite. Higher. He's truly an elite option, and prob, arguably the most, arguably the most valuable player, in fit in like in our league. Like I don't know if there's a more valuable person right now, besides Patrick Mahomes, maybe. But you could argue Kyler Murray puts up more, has higher upside than Mahomes. I'd, have, I'd argue Travis Fulgham, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could definitely you could make that case and not look like a fool. I still think it's it's Patrick Mahomes, but hey, my, maybe he's a close too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, one A one B even, if you will. Yeah, Kyler Murray nine passes, but it's I mean he had a sixty yard ball to DeAndre, and then he had a what a seventy yard pass to Christian Kirk to the house. So that was a great catch too by Christian Kirk. Oh, he so nice. That down. And I was pumped just in, as an anti anti Kinser guy. It's just a great, a great play. Well anti Kinser fantasy guy. Real life guy. <laughs> Kinser enjoying all the content that you're posting from out west. Having a great trip. Happy that you were able to unwind and get a, a fresh start after this tough fantasy football season. You'll come back uh after the trip and I'm sure you'll bounce back. But 
Well, I, I think it's right that we are harping on Will's quarterback, but I think the quarterback that most intrigues me right now is yeah. Tua, right? Yeah. That position, Will's team, I think Jason mentioned it last, every move that Will has done has, has excited Jason. I am not necessarily that far, but considering Tua is now going to be starting, um, for a move that I personally did not understand, to, much to Jake's chagrin, that uh, Fitzmagic was getting benched, I personally think Will's team quickly, quickly flipped despite his three and three record and having seven uh, hockey points that now that Tua is starting, it legitimate makes him a contender. Yeah. Will, Will is in this position. He's at seven hockey points right now, which puts him at at the last one in. Uh, And I think cancer, I think these are the two teams right now that are going to be fighting for that last playoff spot given that Kinzer's kind of in a hole at two and four and we know how talented his team is. So I assume he'll, you know, he'll come back, but these are the two teams kind of fighting for that last spot potentially. Um, and so also this note- is a massive yeah. week, massive Note-worthy week. Noteworthy also that he's doing this without Nick Chubb. So yeah, just really impressed by Will's yeah. performance. Oh, wow. I completely forgot that Will had Nick Chubb. I was just going to say he's a running back short of, being a legitimate top five contender. Right? Well, yeah, because like, he has, now, yeah, he's got Chase Edmonds. <laughs> yeah, well, I love Chase Edmonds. I, I, I tried prying him away for, I think my offer was a, a bag of Skittles, if I remember correctly. Um, what, what was it original or was it like the tropical? I'm, I'm pretty sure I went all the way to sour. So I'm oh my God. And he t- said no? You got to ask him, man. I don't make his date. You don't make his what? I don't make his drinks. I went through halfway through that sentence and I kind of went Michael Scott. I was like, you know, sometimes I, I don't even know what I'm saying and I'll just find my way through the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just counted. Will has seven tight ends. On I was doing, I was literally doing the exact same thing. So a, thir- a third of his that. bodies are, well, well I guess actually Cole. Mason Hill. Yeah, really tight end? Yeah. Listed tight end? I read. I, I, I read. I got eyes. And he's got Rager also on the IR as well. So he's got enforcement. I mean, he's got a young team. He's got a – I mean, we say – I don't want to talk about this anymore. We say it enough that we love – everyone loves Will's team. They're fun. Except, except Mason Rudolph. I just don't understand what's the, the value add there. Well, like, negative point zero six. I mean, you got to keep him around for that, right? Yeah, that, I also, that, that he literally go out kneel. and kneel. <laughs> yeah. He just knelt three times. One I will for say, one, six yards, three rushes, negative three yards because of the kneels. That's funny. I will say that I don't, I don't think I'm as big of a b- believer in Jonathan Taylor as a lot of other people are. Um, I know people are kind of assuming that Jonathan Taylor is going to be a top five back in the NFL. I'm not necessarily convinced yet. Yeah, but um, he doesn't seem I to do have think- as big the big playability. He'll plug it in for you know four yards a carry, but it it's because he's getting four yards each touch, if that makes sense. And he, and he lacks the explosiveness. And I would actually say, flipping on the other side of the team here, uh, he's the opposite of Clyde edwards Elair, who I also am not that high on, considering especially the Le'Veon Bell acquisition. Watching Elair try to run through the tackles or run through the tackle is really, really bad. Well, like, tough to say I, that. I, yeah, I don't know what you were game. watching on Monday. So, yeah, so, so <laughs> he, have literally, a, he couldn't do anything wrong. He ran all through that defense. Yeah, that you, have, you have a, you have a one-game performance, but uh, you have a sample size of five other weeks prior to the week one, right? Like week one in this last week, he was great. Everything between then, he's been fantastic in space, but 
I think you need that Le'Veon Bell slash like main bell cow of a guy and you need to use him more of a, a, a change of speed kind of guy. Yeah, I think time will tell with that. It'll be interesting to see Le'Veon Bell and how if he gets snaps at all. I'm, I don't know if I'll start him this week. I might just play Travis Fulgham in two positions. I might clone him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously a lot to like 26 rushes, 161 yards, six yards to carry. And like Gaines said, just couldn't do anything wrong. Like every time he touched the ball, it was just fun to watch. Also had a touchdown called back, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I've, I heard so. I don't remember it. I heard I was, it. Gaines was listening on the radio. I was, <laughs> I, was, I was still working because the game was on at 5 o'clock on a Monday night. <laughs> it's actually or, weird looking at, at uh, Kinser's team. Just down the list, if you go Montgomery, Jones, McLaren, Diggs, they all play. I mean, they put up decent games. It was just the letdown from Baker. Baker. Steven Goskowski, I mean, put up two points from the kicker position, but like, otherwise he didn't have a, a bad. Yeah. I mean, he was, he really. was missing Russ this week too. Yeah. That's, that was visible. Yeah. Tough week to not have Russ. I will say it's good. Uh, Daryl Henderson has, looks like he took the role, like this Rams running back role. Cam Akers had one snap last week. So I think I'd argue that, that's probably better for Kinser is just yeah, finding out which at least, but well, finding out, I think they're both talented backs. I think it's nice to know that one of them is going to be the guy because he, he ran well. So if that's the case, then if, if played a single snap, wow. Yeah. Um, I, know, I think no, I'm personally right. worried with that. The, the Rams backfield is similar to, to that of the 49ers in my opinion. Yeah. Like you're just, it's fair. You know, yeah. Best of luck. Pick pick one name out of the hat. That name is going to do well that week. Yeah, it's fair. Although there is, is so much to like with Kinser's team. I think yeah. Grant, your point that you were trying to get at is there is so, so much to like with Kinser's team, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's weirdly a little underwhelming at times, right? Like that 200 point week is, is clear sign that his team has upside. It's the ceiling is great, but I, for some reason, like it's it's David it's, Montgomery. It's David Montgomery. It's, it's, right it's David Montgomery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's so> right. <laughs> right. I didn't. I don't it's know why also, I tried to dive deep in there. <laughs> it's also it's also Juju, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree. Juju's Juju's and I mean, he left he left point. Juju entirely off his roster, and that was a, I mean out of his lineup, and that was a good decision this week. But it's upsetting to have a guy with you know has so much potential. And projections, I mean, this upcoming week, he's not even projected double digits, 9.7, which yeah. obviously take that with, with what you will, but it's just, yeah. Uh, I didn't expect this to pop up on the pod, but I am very, very happy to say that I got a lot of shit for picking Travis Kelsey over Juju Smith-Schuster two years ago uh, as a keeper going Good into point. from keeper to dynasty. And uh, I had to uh, specifically from Jake and Will. Yeah, I, I definitely. Yeah, because I did. I would have never that. done that. And and most people wouldn't have. And I I understood. No, it. I and, no, I mean I would have never criticized you for that. I oh, I value the I totally position so heavily. That was that was the big Grant. Your point exactly. My it hasn't really was, hasn't really paid off for you, Grant, has it? Mo Ali Cox, baby. <laughs> well, damn it, Trey Burton. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a long sip of beer. But yeah, long, like I'll, I miss so much on tight ends, like most people do. And having that positional ability of just saying, 
I have never had to worry about the tight end position has been such a relief. And also Juju looked great with AB what years ago uh, as without AB has not performed up to par. And uh, that was something I took into consideration. And now he's I'm got not, Claypool breathing down his back too. Well, he's not got. I don't. I don't know if if breathing down his back is the thing with the Steelers' offense. Their three wide receiver set with Claypool and ideally Deontay Johnson, but more than likely, James literally James. anyone else, um, <laughs> will probably open up a ton of opportunities for Juju to work out of where he works out of best, which is the slot. So if I was if I was Kinsler, I'd be rooting for Claypool's emergence and and probably just a bunch more three wide receiver sets. It's yeah, good analysis. See that show? That's a great, great analysis. He's got the straight, eye test, baby. Straight from the gut, baby. <laughs> or from, or the, from the heart. Test. I don't know which gut one. <laughs> Anything else from this matchup? Quickly on Juju, he's going to be a free agent next year, I believe, or maybe in two years. He's only 23 years old, so. Yes. I don't know. That's, that's he's, still, he's still a talented guy. There's hope for him. Uh, he doesn't really need him right now, to be honest. He's got no. Diggs and McLaurin and Kelly Galladay, Kenny Galladay and a full roster. So uh, that's true. Could I get a quick reaction? Baker Mayfield. What do we think about his prospects? Not just for this season, because clearly at best, he's going to be a average quarterback this year, but realistically, is there upside with him of being that number one pick or do we think his his highest ceiling is that average quarterback in the league. He's got upside, but I mean, he doesn't look good and he doesn't look good in that offense. That offense is a run first off. You can, even when Baker plays well, his, he's, his points are capped. Like he played really well two weeks ago and he only had like 15 fantasy points. Yeah. Fantasy wise. I don't love him. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he, I, I don't know if he has the juice. Yeah. I, I think with the, the way the quarterback position has changed over the past five to 10 years, I think you really need a standout pocket passer to be able to get away with his lack of physical skills. And I don't think he has the biggest arm. I don't think he's the fastest quarterback. Um, yeah. He's, he kind of, he kind of seems average at most things. Yeah. And, and to me, if you're going to survive at that stature, you're going to be like a, a Drew Brees type where you're just, going to work harder and just be better at timing plays at knowing the other defense better than they know themselves. And to me, Baker just doesn't feel like that kind of guy yeah, loves to party. Loves to party. I am. I don't get me wrong. I would rip a beer or seven with Baker, but not, not want him on my, on my team. Would you be a, a part of his book club? I did not know he read books. It's a progressive commercial. Uh, <laughs> I did not know he read books. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the next matchup, which is between the Kansas City Chiefs, who are now 5-1 and one and at least tied for first place, may have sole possession of first place in the league, uh, defeating open tanker 1-5 Reverend Walton at a pace of 97.4 to 79.7 that was quick rounding skills didn't want to go hundredth decimal um quick note on this the kansas city chiefs are also five and one wow i honestly thought you were talking about the real kansas city chiefs when you said that yeah (laughs) the chiefs go as the chiefs go except for last year What, what happened last year uh, Johns did not win the, the pipeline fantasy oh, Super Bowl. Oh, good point. And yeah. The Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah. So let's look at John's team. Woof. Drew Locke. Woof yeah. all around. 97 points. Disgusting. I don't know how he is going to Ooh. get up in the power rankings after this one. Well, the biggest thing with John's is he but criticizes he, he criticizes his power ranking spot, but the first player that pops up oh. when you pull up the screen is Drew Locke at 3.76 points. That's right? because like, he, he strategically put Patrick Mahomes in the seat. I, the, so I, I, under, I, understand where, <laughs> I understand where Patrick Mahomes is, but bro, perception, man. You can't have Drew Locke be the first name that is associated with the Kansas City Chiefs here. I kind of agree with you. <laughs> yeah, it's an odd move. Very uh, bad decision. <laughs> Obviously, this was a uh, Patrick Mahomes played on the Monday night game. So, yes, John's, we understand where you're coming from, but you're. Yeah, John's, put your phone away. We know. <laughs> Twitter fingers, head ass. Um, yeah, uninspiring performance all around. Didn't crack 100 points. Probably, I would guarantee for the first time this season, John's has been pretty prolific in, in putting up points the past few weeks so let down but still escapes with the win reverend walton used all his points against me last week put up 130 something last week um back to his old ways 80 less than 80 points uh so i mean again the theme of the week is low scoring teams but or low scoring all around in fantasy football but john's not putting up not cracking 100 is that cause for concern or just an outlier uh yeah, I mean, he, he didn't put up 100, but it was Jameis's bye. <laughs> uh, I was really slow at reacting to that. Yeah. I was like, yeah. is there analysis <laughs> there? Yeah. I, also I, was, realized, I was waiting for that one to land, didn't it? <laughs> it I was like, no, the Bucks played, right? <laughs> I started laughing, but then I also realized it's a pod, so I have to, like, audibly laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you were shoulder laughing? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, uh, I am very, very high on Chris's team. Uh, I know I was given the, the four over five, uh, weeks back in the power rankings, uh, over Chris's team, but, um, I, th- I think one of the big things with Chris is, is obviously called out his lack of depth. Um, and I would, I, I do agree with that, but I also think a lot of what we think about Will Fuller is that he's super injury prone and he's just going to get injured again. It's not a, uh, a, if it's a when I don't know if I'd bank on that every single year eventually he's got to have one season where he comes close to 16 right banking on it I'm banking on his injury this year right I think the fact the the fact that he hasn't already had the injury is the most concerning thing for Chris I I'm very I'm gonna I'm gonna go and and put my stake on this I would say Will Fuller plays more than 13 games this season <laughs> what a high mark well, <laughs> I was really gonna like go deep into it and I was like oh, I can't it's Will Fuller yeah he's, he's already played he's already played six yeah well no he missed week two with zero points <laughs> <laughs> boom Rosen wow he really has missed every single season he's all right, maybe there are some guys who are just brittle. I guess is it is it all? Is there also a reason to be concerned about Mike Evans putting up one point five? I was gonna say he didn't get in the end, he didn't get in the end zone on his one catch this week. No, That's yeah, pretty remarkable actually. What a letdown from from also only targeted two times. Well, all that Chris, Chris, God, Chris Godwin came back. I think it was the Ronald Jones show, baby. Ronald boy, Jones was finally. balling out. Yeah, I mean, is, like, what's your value on Mike Evans? Mike Evans is the 16th best dynasty wide receiver. According to uh, the gut. 
No, <laughs> that's way too high. 16, too high? I'd say, is too high as well. I think yeah. that's too favorable for Mike Evans. Yes. I think dude, dude's put up a thousand yard season in every season of his career. Oh, you're talking dynasty. Mike, how old is Mike Evans? I'd say 16. He's, he's also playing alongside for this season. Uh, I don't know. 27. He's playing alongside Chris Godwin, is who peak, is 27 yeah. is peak wide receiver years. He's still, he's how old is DeAndre Hopkins? He's got a couple of good years left. <laughs> yeah, but Gaines, you know, everyone thinks the new next best thing is better than the current best thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why exactly. do you think draft picks were going so crazy high last year? <laughs> like people yeah. in the fourth round were willing it's to trade their yeah. grandma for a fourth round pick. <laughs> Another one I, I, I really want to hone in on is Zeke after watching yesterday. Um, He'll be back. Yeah, no, he'll be fine. I just want to know what your opinion is on his workload. If you think he'll benefit, or I mean, he didn't seem to benefit from the Andy <laughs> that Dalton offense. Show, it's but. not just the it's not just the Andy Dalton show. It's also the offensive line show. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins were are out for the year. Uh, Zach Martin went down yesterday. Um, Travis Frederick retired. Zach Martin from Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Is that Martin or is that Zach? Zach and Cody. Martin. They were Martins? I think so. Yeah. No, not that one. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know if he grew up to be like a, you know, basically the, a fictitious the, football <laughs> lineman. The, the Cowboys offensive line is decimated uh, along with no Dak Prescott. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. Yeah, I, I echo all of that. I think volume was never an issue for Zeke. Um, even when Dak was there, you could see it's getting 20 plus carries and six to eight catches a game. My biggest thing with Z- uh, Zeke now is clearly you're going to have eight in the box every single time. No one's being beat by Andy Dalton. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think this clearly moves him from like a, if, if I was a running back assessor here, three to five is probably where I had him before with Dak there. Um, now he's probably back end running back one, maybe high end running back two. I I still think he's a a, a clear cut running back one with the talent and the the talent yeah, I completely agree. the he's, he's too good the volume and there's they're good they do have good wide receivers spread out they can't stack the box against Zeke like Andy uh, Dalton I still think Andy Dalton will kind of figure it out I don't know man I've can't, I've seen can't call him a wide running back too that's just kind of ridiculous I've seen my fair share of. Uh, <laughs> I've seen my fair share of New York Giants games recently, and uh, Saquon, I believe, is just as talented as Zeke, but his quarterback situation has been Andy Dalton level for the past two years. It's It gets bad, man. I I'm, I would be curious to see, but I can I just pulled up like top running backs, uh, and currently I would pick probably eight to ten of these guys at least before Zeke right now. Wow. Yeah. Would you pick Joe Mixon among them? I would definitely pick Joe Mixon no. before Zeke. No, completely disagree. Yeah, uh, dude, for, Bill for Belichick called him the best running back in the league. <laughs> for what it's worth, uh, fantasy rankings, Zeke, um, the average for like this upcoming week, he's projected to, po- to be 2.7. So he's the between the second and third highest ranked among no Dalvin Cook fantasy experts. Um, Drew yeah, Locke, Joe, though. Joe Mixon's at six. Uh, Drew, I, one thing about Johnson's team, though, if there's cause for concern here, uh, 3.6 or 3.46 points out of Drew Locke is not going to win you a championship. 
Yeah. And I don't know how many times uh, Johns can personally stomach watching Joe Flacco play the quarterback position. Well, he doesn't have to anymore because I think Sam Darnold hopefully will be back. Yeah. Well, good, good for Johns. I'm glad we'll have our friend living healthily. <laughs> yeah. Drew Locke had a horrendous performance. 42% completion percentage, two interceptions, no touchdowns. Um. 3.5 fantasy points yet complete dud so hopefully he can turn the ship around but as far as john's uh bench goes though his depth uh keelan kenneth cole was a find for sure that was one of the funniest jokes in the group me i've seen in a while like i couldn't have stopped laughing at kenneth kenneth cole <laughs> reaction kenneth reaction kenneth yeah that was good he also has a, an easy matchup against open tanker homoerotic acid trip so should be a walk in the park, and I'm trying to jinx Johns, but yeah, projected to beat him by what 40 points almost. Let's look yeah. on the other side yeah. where we have Reverend Walton, who's in a rebuilding phase. Again, came away with a win last week, but any anything to glean from this matchup from RJ? Yeah, another tough buy. Antonio Brown still on the shelf. Um, he's not getting him back. <laughs> But uh, Miles Gaskin looked good. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, Antonio Brown. I thought you were saying AJ Brown. Okay. Oh, that, that sorry. I could. Not, I understand how you could get confused. <laughs> AJ Brown had one hell of a game tying touchdown catch and a little toe drag swag, baby. <laughs> Brown. <laughs> uh, AJ Brown's legit. incredible. AJ Brown had a really great yeah, last two. Looks games. like a good buy right now. Uh, the yeah. Kenny Galladay, Stephon Diggs, minus hello <laughs> sorry <laughs> i was waiting for it i was gonna wave <laughs> uh Nikhil harry stinks i said it at the onset of the trade reactions Nikhil harry stinks now here Nikhil harry still stinks uh god get him out of my town i want him out of my town um rj you should is, probably is hold on harry has a does he have a hotel in boston he does All not in? he is he is uh uh in Massachusetts, my okay. other town, my hometown. Boston. I mean, yeah, another part of that trade was Jerry to... Judy, who put up 4.2. Who's been kind of sluggish, but still has a lot of good pass defense. Though the pitchers have a good pass defense. Yeah, and he's been missing Drew Locke for most of the season. Devin Singletary, not a great game, but it remains the number one option there. I mean, the last three games from Devin Singletary, 3.1 yards per carry, 2.3, 3.2. So, but he kind of looks good, though. He does. He does look good. He doesn't go down that easy. He kind of has like an Alvin Kamara vibe to me. His nickname is Motor. I like Motor, that. Motor Singletary. He that just, that makes me like him a lot more, even just right there. Yep. Well, he's got Zach Moss breathing down his neck, so uh, he should be should be looking in the rear view mirror. Yeah, five rushes, <laughs> ten yards, lots of life from Zach Moss. Hit me up; he's for sale. I'll take him. Um, I, I like I like RJ's wide receivers a lot. I think he's got a good amount of young talent, and his quarterback situation. I really can't wait to see what Jordan Love is going to look like in about seventeen years. Um, but I think all in all, it's going to be dependent on how Herbert and Jones really Jones pans out for RJ. I think if Jones becomes what people thought he was going to be prior to the season or even close to it in next year, I could see the rebuild going a lot quicker for RJ. Obviously he's going to have the number one pick and, or more than likely going to have the number one pick and go for Trevor Lawrence. 
Um, yeah, is that I, what he's going to do? He, he's been talking about how he needs running backs too. Well, the, the running backs, you can make – well, if you look at Kinser's game plan, right, coming in from – he understood the quarterback value better than I think most of us outside of maybe gains coming into the dynasty draft. So if I was RJ, I'd be looking at my quarterback situation saying, hey, I got three looks like pretty good, solid, young quarterbacks. Get Trevor Lawrence in. You get number four there. You, now you got a quarterback plethora. Always there's going to be a demand for it. Try to trade one of those young quarterbacks for a running back and immediately you jump into that contender status, right? One good running back with Gaskin and Singletary of two RB2s will make him a contender, especially if his wide, young wide receivers continues to be the strength of his team. Yeah. Well said. I think we should good leave analysis. it at that, just yeah. given, the, given the timing of things. Also notable that Justin Herbert was on by this week. Yeah. And Trey, Almost put up 80. Honestly, Good for RJ. Almost put up 80 with a, a Herbert on the bye against No, I'm not giving him that. I'm yeah. not RJ, RJ and I would have had a good matchup if we played. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. That would have been amazing. 79.7 to 80.8. Yeah, that would have been an incredible matchup. Would I you have been, been mad? Able to flip. I would have, like, I would have. I would have gotten so much shit in the group me for that win. And to be yeah, quite I honest, know. I would never hear the end of it from games <laughs> on the podcast about how we got one point. This week. Uh, sure. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, let's move on to the, what's the word? Penultimate matchup. Ooh, nice word. How about that? Good that was word. pretty good, right? Have Will just had a little boner. Yeah, Will, <laughs> put it away, Chub Daddy Jr. <laughs> um i don't i lost it i i was so invested in that word that what's the matchup that it's uh we got a whole bunch of yucky yuck against an absolute massacre steve mccollum hat tip to you wherever you are in the in this great wide world in philadelphia well he he made a move today he's alive yes i love that he made a move today he's alive and it was a good move i respect it i liked it a lot um Let's not talk about it, though. <laughs> he promoted Chase Claypool after a second, after a consecutive amazing week. Um, 16.1 this week after, what, 40 points last week? He promoted him from the taxi squad. So he's officially active and ready for deployment into McCollum's offense. Good for you, Steve. Got, got a good one. Also well, lost a good one in Raheem Mostert, which Gaines and I have drooled over Raheem a couple weeks in a row now. Love me, Raheem. I tested. He's he's got weak muscle tissue, it appears. Very injury <laughs> appears prone, to be which is which is really sad. Because I mean, like, gosh, does he explode when he touches the ball? He's got a lot of Michael Hasty in him. Boy, do I! <laughs> that was one of the best analogies I've ever ever heard. James, were you about <laughs> to say I explode when he touches the ball? <laughs> um. Also, another underrated injury that just happened was Zach Ertz. Because this is a yeah. contending team that all of a sudden, Zach Ertz, granted, Zach Ertz has been terrible, terrible. But at least he was a name in his tight Better end spot. Better than Chris Herndon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Chris Herndon had a lot of hype preseason, but he hasn't done anything either. He's so he's kind of in for, for a team that's kind of contending for for the playoff spot and beyond that's a tough tough loss for him yeah tough to tough to lose raheem also with dalvin cook on by next week um and hopefully it you know the prognosis was accurate in the beginning when dalvin cook was only supposed to be out a couple weeks but when he's back he'll plug him back into the lineup obviously without hesitation 
I'm worried about uh, Steve's running back situation. Obviously, he's thin there the most, but not just the quarterback. You mean? The, no, 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 no. Well, he's thin at the quarterback for sure, but I think his running back situation with Kenyon Drake last week or this prior week, he exploded. But there was a lot of talk about Chase Edmonds getting a 50-50 split with Kenyon. Yeah, you're right. And the fact that he had a big week is is probably great for his his 2020 season. But I think he's on a short leash of if he has another couple of weeks like he did between uh, three to four. <laughs> So two weeks. Uh, if he had another like couple bad weeks, I think Chase Edmonds is really going to start stealing some touches. Yeah, I mean, even games that he pulled out decent fantasy numbers. Uh, week five against the Jets, eighteen rushes, sixty yards, didn't play particularly well. Last yeah. week did. I mean, this past week absolutely exploded, like you said. Twenty rushes, one hundred and sixty-four yards. I didn't realize he was he was that dynamic actually, and yeah. two touchdowns. And, and we last play. And yeah, I, I, that's a good point. I've heard you both uh, rave about Raheem Mostrit, Mostrit, Jesus, Jesus, uh, that one. But and he's incredible. But just again, that that running back carousel, right? Like committees are just so tough to trust in fantasy. And the forty nine, no, I wouldn't have any uh, any yeah, doubt. I have no doubt about Raheem putting him Mostert putting him in the lineup. But he's just not healthy a lot of the time. So like you know, he's going on his not second IR stint, right? Just first IR stint, but second. Time is he injury. on the IR or is he? No, there. I'm pretty sure I saw reports. This, uh, gotcha. Will most likely, be placed on IR. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. I mean, but I do think, Shrey, contrary to your opinion, I think Steve. That's the strength of Steve's team is his kind of skill position depth, because I feel like people aren't giving enough credit to Dalvin Cook. Like having he is a legit. He is a top five running back in this league. Uh, and then he's got Kenyon Drake, Raheem Mostert, and he's got James White in a pinch, who is always reliable for nine points a game, you know, as a floor. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a replaceable guy. So, I mean, come playoff time, if you're starting, if his backs are healthy and he's got Cook, Kenyon Drake, and Raheem Mostert, I'm feeling very, very confident about that. Well, it's also know? easy to be fooled by that, given that James White's been on the IR for the last six weeks. I had to, I had to scroll down there. I didn't see James White sitting yeah, in the back. I, he's I he's activated him. Yeah. He's, I, I saw him in his lineup this week. When Good. That I forgot he existed, by. too. And um, obviously, like uh, Steve's strength, as we all know, is his wide receivers. His wide receivers are absolutely incredible. Might be the best core in, in the league. Yeah, because he traded his first for more of them. <laughs> Yeah, which not does not in. like Steve is just allergic to to drafting. It seems like I think he just doesn't want to be on that long call <laughs> during the day. RJ RJ sold RJ sold Michael Gallup at just the perfect time at with the emergence of CD Lamb. Michael Gallup's been on uh, his stock is extremely still, low. Right I now. test though he had a drop in the end zone, but he looks kind of good. Like I don't know, I still think he's talented. He's still only twenty four. I don't know what's going to happen in that offense with. Amari yeah, I mean, Cooper you're not going to drop him but, or anything, but you can't start him with any confidence at all. Oh, no, but he doesn't need to. You just promote Chase Claypool. Like, I think he's fine is what I'm saying. But I, I think Gallup I know, but you'd rather have the first-round pick in your pocket. Yes. With, yeah. Well, granted, Robbie Anderson, too. Can't yeah, Robbie, Robbie Anderson's playing really well. Um, I think let's, the let's, talent let's, is there, but it's just not the opportunities for Gallup. Yeah, this is but a, a I mean, Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers had a good week, but yeah. it just has been really down this week. I mean, when a quarterback, we talked about this a little bit, when they're projected 12.3, that's really just not a good sign. Yeah. I mean, you can, you know, again, grain of salt with projections, but doesn't uh, instill a lot of confidence in you. So Jared yep. Goff has been playing pretty well, but 
not like but, a game-changing quarterback also. So now this is completely on the eye test alone, but I hate both Jared Goff and Phillip Rivers the way they throw the ball. Phillip Rivers obviously looks like he's he's shot putting when he's throwing. Yeah, he does. yeah, it's gross. But Jared Goff looks like he's got like baby hands and can't hold on to the ball, and he throws it like. And you guys can see this on video only, but like he's like he's like doing this motion, and it looks like he's serving a, a big tray at a restaurant. Shrey, every like fifteen minutes, I pop back to the Zoom to like look at you, and you're in a, you've been in a different spot every time. And I know Lindsay lives in a studio, so it's really impressive. You're finding every nook and cranny. Well, it's pretty much the reason why I've been moving around is because Lindsay lives in a studio. <laughs> she, she, she's walked in multiple times when she's heard either things that she notices or ref, uh, references she Did gets. Did you just say LaVisca Chanel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, either that or uh, something about The Bachelorette. Yeah. Um, let's move to Sean's team, which really – we say this a lot, just completely owns its namesake, whole bunch of yucky yuck, put up 88 88- less than 88 points this week uh, behind Miles Sanders, who is hurt. Injured. Yeah. Yep. Which is upsetting. Cause he, he dropped Boston Scott too. That's tough. Really bad timing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel job. so bad. Yeah. That's tough. What do you think Boston Scott's going for on the waiver wire? By the time this uh, is released, it'll be moot, but just curious. How long is Miles Sanders out for? Two weeks, two weeks, one to two. They said, and the, I think the only reason he's certainly out this week is because they play on Thursday. I'd say um, 25. Yeah, I was no. going to say in the 2020 range. Oh, geez. That's a lot. Uh, I think to a team that needs to win a couple games while people are on bye, if they're in the playoff hunt, uh, I, I could justify spending 20 bucks on a starting running back. Yeah, I wouldn't be sure. surprised if someone like Will. I mean, I don't know what his fab budget is. I, but yeah, he could Will is, is the perfect example of yeah. somebody that I, I feel like should should spend a little fab to get. Yeah. A boost. Um, yeah. So, but he's, I mean, Miles Sanders has been playing extremely well, broke out two extremely long runs the last two weeks. And yeah. And then fumbled really it. Sharp. And then JJ Arcega Whiteside. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's Whiteside jumped on it. Tough vulture right there. Well, he shouldn't have fumbled. Also, um, I think Whiteside had a two point conversion, if I'm not mistaken. So his fantasy line, he had eight points, but zero catches, zero rushes. Like, like just points, literally yeah. just points. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, cool stat line. Yeah, uh, Teddy Bridgewater looked like duty against bad. the Bears. Bad, bad, bad. But the bad. Bears are a very good defense. The Bears are for real from a defensive perspective. They're they're back. The Bears defense is back. The Bears. I don't think you want to play play guys when they're playing the Bears defense. George yeah, Kittle, no. twenty points, incredible. Remains gotta, the best threat in the San Fran offense. One one underrated aspect is AJ Green has looked like trash for most of the season, but he had a pretty dang good week last week. That's bad, almost. I'd rather. No, just... that's good. I mean, if if I'm Sean, I don't want AJ Green. I'm trying to trade AJ Green for anything I can get. If somebody sees him, but Sean epitomizes the... the team that wants AJ. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I yeah, don't know. He, like, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Sean dropped AJ Green and then picked him up for fifty dollars fab just to, you know, fight himself, b- buy into the yucky <laughs> yuck more. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense. If Sean's still trying to fight for that playoff spot. Uh, then, hey, maybe. What do you think his angle is? Do you think he has a shot? I don't know what Sean's angle is at all. Just yeah, I don't know what Sean. Like, I don't know what he's doing. I would, if I was Sean, I would have sold three weeks ago. <laughs> 
John was, I, I talked to him a lot during the Devontae Freeman, Devontae Parker trade, and he was adamant about uh, competing this yep. year. And it's his, uh, his motto of like, hey, look, I'm playing fantasy football. I'm dropping $100 a season. Like, I'm not going to rebuild. Even if I'm a fringe contender, I'd rather be a fringe contender than, you know, someone who's in the bottom. Base decision. Years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, we can agree or disagree as much as we want on. I personally think that if Sean does want to compete, he's got at least one to two moves that he has to make. I don't know what exactly those moves are considering his, his assets are, uh, are starting to dwindle. And if he really wants to be competitive this year, he's going to have to make a move with one of those draft picks because Tom Brady's not getting any younger. Who knows about Todd Gurley's knees. And after that, man, like it, it's then. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it, I think it'd be really foolish if Sean traded his first round pick. I think Sean is in a similar situation that we've called Wills, which is just the wait and see. Like he's not good enough to compete. He's not bad well, enough necessarily to tank. I would sell if I were him, just in general. I would try to try yeah. to buy. But I in would... in the defense also of what Sheree was saying, and that you pay money to compete, and it's also fun. Like you, and also to harp on what Jason said when he was on the pod, for a rebuild to be successful, you need those guys that you're drafting to hit. And there, and this past draft, I think we had rose colored glasses that this past draft was absolutely amazing. And the upcoming draft, it remains to be seen if it's as dynamic, but if, if you're hoping and praying and trading all these assets for picks, there's a very high chance or a decent chance that, that it may not pan out how you're expecting. You're right. You're right. It might not. I completely agree, but you gotta, you gotta start somewhere. And like, if, if you're Sean and you might, most likely based on the way that I said, kind of just talking about like Kinser and will seem to like, I really like their chances to make that, that last playoff spot. Like I don't like Sean to make that playoff yeah, spot. Agreed. Tom Brady's got one year left <laughs> on his deal. I don't know how long he's playing. Is that somebody that you really want to just sit there and let die in your team as opposed to getting something out of him while you can. It's true. He's pretty valuable right now, but too. he's his only, he only has two, he only has two quarterbacks. So it's like, you know, you got to make a decision at some point. Yeah. If, 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 I'm piggybacking off what you're saying there, Gaines. If Sean were to decide to become a seller, as we seem to all agree, he would be hitting up Chris Johns yesterday about giving Tom Brady for some sort of asset back. Much younger, but I mean, that that just seems too good of a trade to, to pass up if I was Johns, rather than starting Drew Locke. And that immediately will finally sur- or surpass Jay Kinser in the power rankings if he were to make that trade. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Once and for all. Uh, let's move to the last matchup, which was a doozy. Gaines, I'll let you introduce it with anger in your heart. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the ever-dangerous team spec, who I'd never want to play, mm. uh, I played last last <laughs> week, and he beat me 155 to 152. Uh came down to the last night and it was that uh, I needed really I fun only, to watch this is what, what you play the game for I needed only 17 points out of Tyree kill and CD lamb and they did not provide the necessary oh, points to require didn't bring the bacon home Tyree killed what two I don't have it in front of me it's loading he had four, four points four, four points. points yeah, yeah. Uh, but well we can talk about my team first while I want to talk about my team uh, we had a little we had a little a little conversation earlier about about the gut 
versus the heart versus the brain. And uh, God, I'm hearing echoes. Who's is that? Yeah, there's an echo. Is that on me? It's got to be you because I'm. It's echoing right, me too. So I can hear myself. Do you still hear it? No. I got it. The you still hear games? No. Oh yeah, I do. I don't hear it anymore. Where we'll, we'll let it fly. Uh, my gut. <laughs> I had I had DeAndre Swift playing in my lineup until Sunday morning uh, for Chris Godwin, and I really liked. I wanted to give Chris Godwin an extra week of rest coming off of his injury. Mm. I just thought he, you know, I didn't want him to come back. You know, I didn't want to rush him back. I didn't want to rush Chris Godwin back. I wanted to give him all of the time he needed to recover from his injury. And then I thought, wow, my stupid to just like not play Chris Godwin. And I think my brain got in my head a little bit, kind of looking at rank. <laughs> your brain, my brain got in your head. <laughs> <laughs> As it should. <laughs> it got it got way in my head. Uh, and yeah, I benched DeAndre Swift, who I felt super confident in all week. Um, I wrote a little, little yeah, I, I'm on the record of saying that DeAndre Swift was going to have, have a great week. Uh, and we'll check the tapes and i'm just not i'm just disappointed in myself for not going with my gut in this one because i would have won one iota on that like i i think it's hindsight's 2020 to be starting well it was foresight though it was it was foresight you have to to trust me that the gut was was the foresight here well I, i just think that in you know, twenty times out of twenty, I'm starting Chris Godwin, who is a bona fide star at the receiver spot, over DeAndre Swift, who for some reason I have, I have believed this every single where Adrian Peterson has gone the last three years. I believe in his contract, he signs up for hey, I'm going to get fifteen to twenty carries every single game, and I'm going to do very little with it. Like I saw it for two years, Grant with uh, Washington, like he was just the worst running back on the team. He's a plotter. He runs two to three yards up the middle. And then you watch DeAndre Swift, and it's like literally night and day different how much better Swift is. And it has nothing to – I mean, it's just pure age, right? Like AP was phenomenal, but now he looks like a 260-pound back whose legs just don't move. Yeah. I mean, I I had no horse in the race in the the Detroit-Jacksonville game, so I didn't watch it much. But the two of you, I'm guessing, watched it a great deal. Sadly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was interested in DeAndre Swift, Mr. Swift. And um, yeah, you had Minshew on the other side. But. Yeah, I had Minshew on the other side. Um, but yeah, so that was that was disappointing for me just to see how close it ended up being and to know that if I didn't make that one decision. I think the your loss comes back to uh, a couple weeks ago, actually, when you dropped Young Waku. <laughs> he was hurt. I don't know what, what to say. He was hurt. He didn't play that week. So Would have give, given you the uh, the dub, bro. It would have also given you the emotional uh, hedge of every time the Falcons scored, you would have gotten a little chip it back would have, with it Yamoku. Absolutely, it absolutely <laughs> would have. Uh, but, but the real story for me this week was Derek Henry because, God, that guy oh, is Dr. fucking awesome. He yeah. was playing hero ball. I, I thought it was cheating that you um, had overtime with him also. Just oh, I added knew, another I score and had the entire gonna... drive. There was the Derek Henry drive. I don't know if they passed it once. It's remarkable. But they passed it to him. He had a 50-yard catch. <laughs> yeah, God. Disgusting. Uh, yeah, he he is probably the best – or I say that there's two no, can talented say running backs you can, you out can there. Say He's the best running back in the league, except for all the other good running backs. <laughs> he is. He's unbelievable. He's he had, terrifying. 
220. How do you, you can tackle him? He, I mean, you see him against a, a corner, and he can outrun the corner, but he's also, you know, 70 pounds heavier than him. And it's just tossing him around like ragdolls. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, he's the, the biggest thing with him is just everyone assumes he's just going to get injured, right? Like he's toting the ball 30, 25, 30 times a game. He's on pace for 400 carries this season. I, if, if I'm a Darian and 16, Finn, and 16 wins and 16 Tennessee wins in 16. Oh, I'm keeping track. Don't worry. I, I see Tanny Hill MVP candidate on my bench. <laughs> <laughs> and games, you obviously have Darren Waller coming back next week. Josh Jacobs back next week. So you weren't even full strength. You just I was, put up yeah. one, 152 easily. Um, yeah, but you still, you put up 150 and, and you, you expect two points. You don't expect one point coming at yeah. you know, I mean, and so also brutal. also of course we're you know you knew we'd talk about this but ryan fitzpatrick yep that's that's uh, a big benched. blow because he's the, he have, is, yeah he's the spiritual leader of my team this, not only that but you had you came into the season thinking you had five starting quarterbacks yeah. so now it's four starting quarterbacks because Dwayne haskins is out and then it's Two. three starting yeah, quarterbacks three. Yeah, yeah. because sam darnold's been out and i mean Sam Darnold might have a short leash when he comes back or he's, you know, got Trevor Lawrence looking over his shoulder potentially. And then Ryan, Ryan Fitz with the, with the bench. It's pretty sad. Yeah, no, my, my quarterback situation looks kind of grim right now, but I will say we mentioned it earlier in the pod. Carson Wentz played his own version of hero ball out there in the fourth quarter against the Ravens. He looks like God, he's throwing the ball to nobody's minus Travis Fulgham. Uh, <laughs> like I, I don't know he had to do it all himself he had to do it all himself in that game and he looks like he can lead a team so I'm a, yeah. at least feel a lot more confident in Carson Wentz's abilities I'm excited uh, to watch him on Thursday I really am yeah I am too because he's fun to watch I, I mean regardless I like wholeheartedly disagree on this one I think he is so unbelievably different this year and it is not I'm not saying it's a talent drop-off it might be the game plan that's set up around him but he has not looked himself this entire year uh it, last week he looked great obviously but I don't I don't have much faith in in Carson Wentz this year it's fine that's fine <laughs> <laughs> Old, uh, locker room material uh yeah well he'll pin it he'll pin it to the board uh ronald jones also had his third straight 100 yard game yeah so let's ronald let's let's leave it at that for now we talked about your team a lot jakey whoa whoa man i'm just I'm just trying to have a talk here this is our last segment we were <laughs> we were over here talking about the good grant trade team for like 40 minutes this i mean <laughs> we can pivot back to travis the travis Fulgham show if you want <laughs> it's all good i was just trying to plug my guys no ronald jones is in, ronald jones is incredible and it doesn't look like leonard fournette is gonna really compete with him especially given that uh arians is just head over heels with this guy so we also yeah. failed to mention that dk metcalf was also on his buy which is just and that's not like that the terrible. embarrassment the embarrassment of riches here is just absolutely insane no quarterbacks yeah. extremely good point Gaines, don't pitch this narrative what <laughs> don't well, woe Gaines, is me if, if you, <laughs> you if you do need a quarterback me. if you do need a quarterback i could use some of those riches that you have an embarrassment of so well, well the talk. good news is i could always i could always just toss dk in the super flex Ah, just rub it in. All right, let's move All on. Right, to I, just, I need a championship before this is over. <laughs> you, you do. Uh, yeah, Team Spec. We've said it. You know how many times? How many? Is this our fifth pod? We've said it five times. Yeah, it's five just, times. It's just the the Raven 
Atlanta show and if they the Raven Atlanta show the Baltimore Atlanta show and if they are producing then you know Svex team is also moving right there along with them so last this past week they had a great showing Baltimore balled out Atlanta balled out and boy did Svex benefit from it 155 points uh, behind Julio Jones 29.7 Lamar Jackson almost you know over 28 points and then Matt Ryan 31.6 I think it's going to sound kind of weird, but I think Svek underperformed compared to what he could have if you look at how the points distributed around this team, right? Yeah, so it was a lot of top heavy. It was very top heavy, but like Mark Andrews with 3.1 points, like Kareem Damn. Hunt, the number one running back uh, in Cleveland around a run offense, getting 6.7. Wait, wait, this, this was what... Pittsburgh, though, Trey. We, you still have nightmares about the Saquon game. I, I <laughs> you should have known, Shrey. <laughs> I, I wasn't until you reminded me of it, but thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, Svek this week was one of those that I thought if I mean, if both teams hit, Svek is in contention for putting up 200, right? And like, this was just one of those weeks. And uh, yep. yeah, sorry, you ran to the buzzsaw there. Game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gains tough, tough draw, of course. But moving forward, I mean, your team is in the driver's seat, <laughs> not actually because. You're four and two, but ten yeah. hockey points though. <laughs> <laughs> Just a reminder. God, uh, and and you get and you get spec on Lamar Jackson's vice. God damn it, Grant. I know. Driving pretty, insane. Pretty happy. Pretty pretty. I say, what do we want to do production wise? Should we just? Uh, it's yeah, been a long one. It's been a, it's been a very long one. Um, quick quick hockey hockey recap oh are we the official st- is this the official standings what what do you uh do you yeah have i was them? gonna do uh i i jotted them down they're not Ooh. finalized so, okay unofficial uh, but official official uh rj this, this once again this are the hockey point standings this is not the power rankings uh still john's you're yeah. gonna say you're still high uh <laughs> uh rj is the last Team with two hockey points. We got Dobkin and Trey with four hockey points. Um, Schraff has five. Kinser and Sean have six. So those are your bottom six teams. Your playoff teams are Will with seven points, Spec with eight points, Steve with nine points, then Grant, Johns, and Gaines with ten points, leading the pack. But in that in that order, so it's you and Johns would have the bye because you have more points scored than me if Correct. the season ended today. Yeah. The season ended today. So I would be playing Will three versus six, and then McCollum versus Spec. Spec. Okay. Yep. Cool. Hinsir so better get on his horse. Yeah. I, I think I think we should just I think we should r- just run through. I mean, even last week we said we'd run through, and I think there was a little more analysis than needed. Gains. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, we can run through the power rankings. Um, I'm, I'll run through them. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Shrey, if you wanted to chime in here, but. Uh, We'll get we'll get we'll get your input, but I'm very tired. Uh, we're we're taping this way past my bedtime. Yeah, it's no. three thirty in the morning <laughs> in London. Good math. Good, good math. Um, <laughs> all right, RJ is still the bottom team in the power rankings. There's, I think one could argue that, and I was thinking about it long and hard that he could be switched with Jason, who's number eleven. Uh, but ultimately I think RJ plays Jason either next week or in two weeks. 
that'll determine uh, that'll, it. Yeah. That'll determine it. Um, the old toilet bowl. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Jason coming in eleven. Don't love his team right now, but he's got Michael Thomas coming back, so there's hope. There's still hope. Um, Schraff comes in at ten. Uh, he's above the other two because of his quarterback situation and because of his wide receiver situation. Uh, Sean comes in at nine. Yucky yuck. Uh, Shrey <laughs> comes at eight. Uh, Shrey above sh- above yeah. Sean. I was just gonna say, very wow. surprised I got above the Sean ranking. I think dynasty ranking for long term, absolutely, but uh, just pure re- pure well, record wise, also Sean sitting at three and three, right? I think I think the difference here, and this is the power rankings coming into play here. Shrey is uh, Sean's got Miles Sanders kind of out now. You have Alvin Kamara already had his bye. Yeah. Uh, you've got Travis Kelsey. You've got more star power, as I would say, than Sean. Oh. Uh, Gaines, I love you. <laughs> love, love you too, bud. Uh, so, yeah, that's why you're you're coming in at seven ahead of Sean. Um, did I? I think eight. The eight, eight ahead of Sean. Seven is Will Mott. Uh, I think Tua coming in is huge for him. He is officially a legit contender this year, uh, <laughs> waiting for Chubb to come off the IR. But uh, he's going to be fighting for that last playoff spot. Number six, we got McCollum, who we have documented his quarterback issues um, and now his tight end issues, but he does have a very strong wide receiver and running back core, uh, and he's got, he's got some hockey points to his name. Uh, coming in at number five. Jake Kinser, a fall from hell, from heaven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can't, can't fall any farther than hell. Uh, <laughs> but Kinser, and I, I don't know if this is accurate. Like this, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is a. Reflection. This is pre- pressure from the. Uh, I don't the, think it. I don't think that. this is a reflection of Kinser being down. I think this is more that the people ahead of him. I wanted to put ahead of him so to speak that's good that's fair i like that um so i i do think kinser still has a great team he had russ on a bye this week so tough a tough week for him uh he'll drop down he'll be back maybe still mustard a hockey point though so mustard a hockey point um love mustard ben speck coming in at number four uh yeah terrifying roster just do not want to play him any any week so power rankings wise yeah no thanks uh number three chris john's Congrats, Johns! You're finally breached the top three. Uh, it's been and I'm fist away. pumping right now because Chris Johns at number three means I know who's at number two, baby. Uh, Keep him on spot. The other thing, but I just want to say about Chris Johns is that he's he, the leash is short. The, the leash is short. Drew Block looks terrible. One injury, this guy is tanking. He's tumbling, tumbling down the hill. Uh, are you kidding me? Melana said, "Are you guys up? still going?" <laughs> I can go all night, baby. <laughs> yeah, we're actually, this is just the intro still. <laughs> we have a few more hours left. Um, Grant Whittington, number two on the power rankings. Um, I'm number two in the power rankings. Give me some love, baby. Let's go. Uh, probably. Let's do, not get crazy, though. Yeah. Kind of a fraud. Kind of a, kind of a fraud. <laughs> I feel like I'm, she knows. Every, every week. <laughs> Every week, I feel kind of kind of gross putting Grant number two, but until he loses, I can't really do anything about it. Uh, and he won't next week with Spec. Hey, yeah, I'll do that. 
I just reverse jinxed you. Uh, how do you like me now? Uh, and uh, coming in at number one, yours truly coming off a loss, four and two, not great. However, I'm pretty sure I haven't put up less than 130 points this year. So, Mr. Consistency. And that's we've said that time and time again that 130 is really the threshold you want to be at. It, oh, it, it's a lock for a hockey point most weeks. I don't know if we've had a week yeah, where it wouldn't. Most weeks. I think so. week one or two when we saw like an insane amount Trey. of offense. Yeah. Don't I test us. Not so that's, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I was going with my head, not my heart or gut. <laughs> that's a that's 100%. I'm, I'm batting 1,000 on, on hockey point worthy uh, weeks. So. Yar. Number one. Number one on, on, my, uh, on my subjective think, rankings. So – we have a few interesting matchups next week. Let's just extremely quickly. We have me facing off against Team Svec uh, without the Ravens, so a depleted Svec offense. And then we have Steve versus Shrey Gaines. I'm not sure why you put this one there, but <laughs> uh, there, there was limited pickings. I was playing against Jason, and I think Johns was playing against Shraff. Yeah. <laughs> so doesn't get I'm us gonna, any less excited for for a little bit of fantasy football action this week. Where Will and RJ, uh, they mentioned it uh, earlier in the week, a real riveting battle of running backs in this one with a lot of people on buys. I think I don't. I think Frank Gore is in the starting lineup. So offer. Feed him the ball. Feed Frank. Um, with that, I I mean I think it's a wrap. Shrey, you want to say? How do you think it went? Yeah, this was awesome. It was it was great to see your guys' production, and uh, to be involved in this was a a minor dream come true, man. So I was stoked that you guys invited me. Thanks for thanks for having me on, and uh, best of luck following it up next week. I'm guessing RJ. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say on the record that this was this the smoothest week i don't know if i'll even have i mean it's really late so i don't want to to go back and cut anything but like smooth sailing shrey you were a pleasure to to work with and i think we had some great analysis just really good so much eye tests and like both about football and i'm looking at you and yeah you you got it man oh man wow i'm glad that the 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 listeners will be able to see the same thing <laughs> yeah and it, it, <laughs> They can hear it. They can hear the confidence, just like Jason when he cut his hair that one time. <laughs> I can't so wait sexy. to have Jason back in four weeks when he got the fresh cut again. <laughs> Anywho, it's been an absolute pleasure. I, th I think it's a wrap. So much fun, guys, as always. Love you all.